Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcoso sitting to my left. Mike Zapsick. Coming to us from California. Mo Youssef. Across from me. Ming Chun. To my right. Todd Sullivan. In from Chicago. And our special guest tonight. Hey, I'm Tremaine Gartner from the Lego Masters, also Ooh. known as BX Bricks. Hey, welcome. Thank you for Ooh. coming down. Took the drive down from the Bronx to New Jersey, yes, uh, thank which you for is having me. sort of uh, right during the commute time. So sorry we did that to you, but uh, thank you for making it happen. Nah, it's no problem. You know, before we get into it, before we begin, Mo. I got to give you props. I don't know what you've got in your mouth. Uh, judging by the way you're chewing, it looks somewhat like air fryer made uh, nuggets. I don't know, but um, great prediction. Nice, nice. Okay, but speaking of predictions, that's what I have to give you props for. Okay, it was a week ago. Uh, your roles were reversed. Todd was dialing in remote from Chicago. You were live in studio, and you said that 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 you were were like adamant that Tyson Fury was going to utterly demolish the face of Deontay Wilder. And uh, I don't, I mean, that's, you You couldn't have predicted the fight. It was a TKO. I think it was the sixth round. You got it right. What were you thinking, Mo? Yeah, you know, he uh, came in at a svelte 272 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, a, he's got a, uh, just right two or three right pounds on me. 28, 29% uh, body fat range, but... <laughs> Um, you know the guy. The guy throws a mean, mean right hook, and uh, and yeah, I, I think he got robbed in the first match, and so we all knew that um, essentially he was going to win the second. Well, I don't know if we all knew that because you know, right up until uh, the day before the fight, Wilder was saying a lot of crazy stuff, and uh, that you know, you know, he's like, listen, I don't need to hear about this guy's problem with drugs. I don't need to hear about this guy's, uh, you know, Irish drunk ancestors. I don't need to hear about this. He's he's not a he's not a fighter. He's a sideshow. And uh, oh, unfortunately, he made him eat those words. Well, unfortunately for him, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I think the Fury family will be set for the next several generations. But, uh, but hey, great on you for predicting it. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about, more about your predictions in a minute. But, uh, but what we're going to do tonight is we're going to just alter the format just a bit. We're, we're, gonna, we're not going to do breaking news. Whoa. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Wait, you know what? Yeah. And you know what made it easy? Breaking it was, news. Not going to do breaking news. Breaking news, not going to do breaking news. <laughs> or we'll move to segment two, things we're not going to talk about tonight. Things we're not going to talk about tonight, breaking news. So we want to spend a little bit more time with our guests uh, because we're really privileged here. You know, I just want to talk about this. I, I, I met Jermaine uh, first time, I guess, about two and a half years ago at the, uh, the Brick Fair that they did up in Edison at the Edison, New Jersey, uh, for those uh, from out of state, such as Pacuilla, who we don't see on right now, but I'm sure he will be. Uh, and um, and you had a very nice setup. It was different than anything else that we had seen before. I was there with my son, John Ross, the intern for the program, as well as nephew Patrick. And uh, we had never seen anything like it. You had uh, two almost pyramids, uh, one of Autobots, one of Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, but these are not from any kit, Jermaine. No. These are come from right in that own dome of yours. Yeah. So how did you come to make these Lego – and fully transformable, we might add. Yes. T talk to us about that first. All right. So um, just growing up, my favorite toy store and show to watch was Transformers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously I couldn't have every Transformer that was on the, the shelves. Right. So, I mean, I also had a lot of Legos, and I would build the Transformers I was never able to have. 
Wow. Okay, that's the origin story there. But I'm going to guess your builds have gotten a little bit more complex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, actually, this year, um, for every convention that I'm doing, I'm trying to push 200 Transformers now. I think when you first met me, I had 100. Oh, okay. So just in the last two years, you've doubled your total count. Yes. All right. Do you have these all on display somewhere? Are they all collected, or you do it and then take a picture and... Um, well, no. I mean, right now, I have about 130 built in my bookshelf at home, and um, I'm working on about the other 70 or 80 right now. So, And so these uh, designs, you know, they're coming from your head. Um, you know, we, we talked a little about this before we went on the air, but I think this is as good a time as any to get to our first promo. So somebody goes on your Instagram. They see some of these builds. By the way, the combiner builds are just <laughs> ridiculous, man. I don't know how you do this, but so they see that. Or maybe they see you uh, at one of the many uh, fast, you know, brick fairs or different Lego fests that are going on. Right. Um, and so they, they, they like that design. But they can't go and get that in a store. So no. if they want to, if they want to build that at home, do you offer them the ability to do that? Yeah. So I sell the instructions for everything that I build because I use YouTube as my mm -hmm. like visual portfolio. So anything they see on there, they could go to my website, bricksmediastudios.com, and buy the instructions for like a few bucks a pop. Nice, nice, nice. So now um, you're getting a little bit of a wider audience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks to our friends at Fox. And the show Lego Masters. Yes. So uh, before we talk more about Lego Masters and your experience on the show, which, by the way, real time uh, as of now, uh, episode four is airing. But yeah. but Please, no, no spoilers no, in the comments. Guys, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But but through the first three weeks, uh, you and your partner, Mel, you know, it's going great. You guys are alive. And, and uh, there's some that say overall, number one, possibly the best build of the show has come from your team. So uh, thank you. So. Um, but that's it. We'll talk about the show in a minute. What I want to know is, yes. how'd they find you? How'd they get you on the show? So it wasn't, I mean, they did reach out to me at some point, but uh, my partner Mel, yeah. he was live on YouTube when they made the announcement that they were bringing Lego Masters to the U.S. during San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, okay. And I was on my way home, and he calls me, he says, dude, they're bringing Lego Masters to the U.S., already applied for us you just gotta do your part when you get home oh, i'm right. like oh okay sure why not you know and so Fantastic. was there an audition process or yeah so um within a couple of days they got back to us immediately we did a few skype interviews here and there and they loved us instantly um they, they liked our background stories yeah. they loved what we did uh you know our actual work and um we moved through the the whole process the interview process pretty quickly Sweet. And how did they test your credentials? How do they know that the build you're showing them, that this is, do they put you through a Lego test or? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's three rounds uh, before you get to the show. And the second round, they want to actually see you build with your partner. Okay. Now, Mel lives about, <laughs> you know, a good three, four hours away from me in Maryland. Right. So I had to drive to his house on my day off and build for about four hours. You guys couldn't meet halfway in Eatontown, New Jersey, or? <laughs> Next that would have been cool, but um, he has like uh, like whole garden sheds full of Legos, so I was like, all right, we're gonna do this at your place. All right. Makes sense. I only have like a couple of tackle boxes. I, it wouldn't have how worked long, out for me. How long have you guys known each other? How did you get hooked up and start building together? Um, So we met in a Virginia brick fair back in 2017. Okay. So as I was setting up, um, the only spot left was like next to me at a corner and that's because he came kind of late and that's where we he set up and we just met and clicked since then perfect nice nice so um go ahead mo 
uh, during the process, at what point did you we did you meet uh, Will Arnett? Oh, that was a uh, day one of shooting. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so none of the interviews, like, he, he wasn't involved in any of that. Oh, no, was no. Just, they wouldn't pay uh, him to hang around for that. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think, though, I see him listed in the credits as perhaps executive producer. So I don't know if he's – or the producer. So um, I think he's maybe more involved maybe than a typical host. But I guess he left the casting to whomever was going to be doing that. So you didn't right. get to see him. Uh, well, since Mo said it, now it's day one. You show up. Mm-hmm. And you got Will Arnett in your face. You know, what's that like? Um, it was a, a little offsetting. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, during the first episode, uh, he kind of hit a, a few other teams uh, mm-hmm. a lot more. So, um, you know, he just like kind of touched base with us to see what we were building. But um, we didn't have any like full blown uh, interactions with Will in the first episode. Well, it kind of helps that you guys aren't actually dysfunctional. You're, uh, you're, <laughs> right. you're, you're a team that's working well together. You have to play right. that up a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it is reality TV. So yeah. when they see something going down with some of these teams, they got to get right in there. The oh, funny yeah. thing is, it's oh, hard yeah. to tell with him when he's doing a bit and joking around or trying to be serious and explain a rule or whatever it is. Because it's all in Lego Batman voice. That's his voice. Because that's his voice. That's like, is, is he joking? Is he serious? It's like, no, that's just how he talks. Fantastic. Yeah, I think he's a good host because uh, he's not a Lego expert. You know, he was right. in the he was in the movie, which is great. But um, yeah, other than that, he was uh, you know he's able to kind of be like the everyman as well. Well, that, that he can be the audience viewpoint. Go ahead, Mike. But I I look at him. I'm like, oh my god, it's Gob. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, it's, I, it's it's Gob from God. Arrested Development. So you know, I'm expecting him to like you know whip out the the dead birds or you know it's like oh my God, this is it's Job from he, he, Arrested he, you know, and he brought that up on uh, episode three. I'm surprised with, it took with, uh, him that long with our local team from uh, from Irvington, New Jersey. Right, it was Brothers Who Brick. Yep, and uh, he, he he did it, and I think it looked like it might have went over their head. Maybe Arrested Development wasn't a show that they had watched. So, uh, so, um, but I think, you know, he's especially probably within the Lego world, most known as Lego Batman, yeah. uh, from the Lego movie. And then of course the spinoff Lego Batman, uh, he was great, great as the villain role in uh, blades of glory, by the way. I mean, and he was also great in, uh, let's go to prison. That so. one I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. Saw that That's movie. something. For, oh, I don't remember. Now you're gonna have to watch it. And you're yeah. gonna be like looking at Will Arnett in a whole new light. It might be the same light. Would that you? I'm would you? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Now we've also got on the show. You got Jamie and Amy. Okay, right. Yes. So these are the 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 Lego experts. They work for Lego and they give you guys feedback and they trying to help you kind of guide you a little bit. So what's the story there? Um, yeah, so Jamie, he does a lot of the Technic builds, a lot of the architecture builds that you might see where they have like the little miniature skyline sets. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, he also did the, the Ferris wheel that you might have also seen in episode one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, I just got to point out on that one. It's I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that when we first started watching it, my, my whole family's into this, by the way. I've got four kids. They're all obsessed. They're oh, all your biggest fan. So <laughs> they're very excited about this going on right now. Nice. But when we first started watching it, before they got in, you guys got into the first build, I said to my wife, like, how mm-hmm. how long does this stuff take? Do you guys have a couple days to do this or whatever? And then the clock goes up and it's it's 15 hours. you got to get into it. Or yeah. some, some and, have been less than that, some right? some even less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's uh, like, how the hell are they going to do this in 15 hours? And then it's an hour in. What should we do? Let's do a Ferris wheel. Five minutes later, there's a giant Ferris. 
Ferris wheel. Right. It's like, right. I mean, the, the, so the, that was uh, Aaron and Christian. Yes. Okay. Who it seems like you guys are developing a little bit of a friendly rivalry with, at least through the first three episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because the producers, they kind of like, you know, they they have this whole story on, you know, who they want you to bump heads with and everything. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because, like, in the first episode, like our main antagonists were the the bearded uh, yeah, 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 and there was a lot more going on there that you know what was never on the episode. Boone at and all. Mark, yeah. yeah, Boone and Mark. Those are oh, so guys. so so, like all those scenes where they kind of had you playing up this rivalry never wound up making it onto the never air. made it. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I I, uh, I did feel bad for them that first episode. They had that yeah. pretty amazing build with that theme park, and I guess they just couldn't get the elevator on the roller coaster to work properly, exactly. which during practice they had been able to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, they're your competitors, but still I imagine there's a sense of you do feel a little bit bad for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, we were pretty close to those guys, and uh, my partner Mel said it best where, you know, if we beat them, we want to beat them at their best. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. so, right, um, right. We don't it. really wish bad on anybody like if you know you just suck then you suck but i mean if you're you know truly a great builder then yeah. i mean it sucks having to deal with some of the elements with the time crunches and i think their downfall might have been when they were trying to move the table back to the um gallery oh, yeah the ground is covered with lego you know because it's just a mess and and they I make think, you all walk around barefoot or um the gauntlet yeah Okay, so that but threw they, something off. Yeah, I think that like their their table rolled over a piece and kind of shook it a, unexpectedly, and that might have messed up the elevator mechanism. It wow. is one of the things that's great about the the drama of the show is um, the as you say, you got you want to beat the other guys. You're you're all experts, obviously, in 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 doing this, and you want to beat everyone at their best. So everyone's right. kind of cheering for each other. You want to yeah. see. I, uh, this is what I get from watching it. You want to see the the great stuff that the other people are capable of, yeah. and then you want to and then you want to beat them. Exactly. But yeah. the the drama of su- it's a very supportive kind of vibe and community that you see uh, amongst yeah. the pairs mm-hmm. and how they help each other and and uh, battle through the craziness of what you guys are being asked to do, yeah. and then and then the other the teams kind of it's a it's a really interesting and uh, real quick, uh, Todd, we got your kids up here. Uh, oh, big oh, awesome. yeah. fans of the Lego wow. Masters. Uh, who's, who's this, Todd? What's up, Dash? That's my main man, Dash. So, uh, my, as I said, my kids are, are huge fans. My Dash is is five years old. I've got three girls and a boy. He's got Legos all over the house. Oh, my and gosh. The, he came up to Phoebe. That's Phoebe, the three-year-old. Oh, wow. So, flip back to the other one for sure. a second. So, Dash came up to me a couple days ago, inspired by what you guys had done in episode two. He came up with this creation. He says, this is Legor Jr. So, <laughs> anyone, Jr. anyone who watched episode two, you know, spoiler yeah. alert, these guys made a fantastic... Um, Unreal, a fantastic sort of monster that they space, called they called, alien, they called yeah. Legor, and so Dash made Legor too, and he he had a whole backstory to it. So the backstory was this is a monster who floats around on a skyboard, which was given to him by his dad, and he has spikes coming out of his eyeballs. He swoops oh. down out of the sky to chomp his prey, and he's Ooh. flying around and showing me I love it. showing me Legor Junior, and then uh, that's Rory photobombing in the, the background, yep. and then the other picture is is my three year old Phoebe who wanted to get in on the action. I don't know what we've got going on there, yeah. but we'll, 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 make, some, we'll make something. We'll make something out We'll get there. Now, we'll listen, get there. We've got it's a, Billboard Junior. That's <laughs> exactly. what it is. We've got uh, our our fan here, Larry Paul, chiming in with a question. He wants to know: Does putting those big Lego builds like that together in that amount of time hurt your fingers? Um, some of them do. Um, because I mean, of course, we we build with Lego extensively, so our fingers are a little more trained than the average person. Mm. But um, during some of the parts where there was a heavier time crunch, 
Yeah, I've actually uh, had blisters on my fingers that wow. made it kind of impossible, and I'd have to step off set to like get band aids or something. Yeah. So okay, all right, injury yeah. in the line of work. Mike, am I the only one who found the irony in that teams in episode one? It was Timberland. And it's all plastic, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, wow, you guys are, you know, tweaking. I like it. it, that, it that, was, that was Boone and Mark, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Timbertown. Timbertown. Yeah, Timbertown. That's, that's it. it. Um, Did I say Timberlake? Because I, I think you said Timberland. You said Timberland. Timberland. Yeah, I said Timberland, man. I like the rapper. Timber, you said Timberland. Timberlake. Timberland and Magoo, and then you said Timberland and Timberlake. <laughs> now, by the way, Nick Franco, what's up? He, he he made sure he got out of the way the important people first. He says, "What's up, Ming, John, Todd, and Mo." Then he comes in later, and Mike. Okay. <laughs> Jermaine, Thank you, Jermaine, Nick. You, you, you're on a, a level of your own. Now, speaking of some of this, you know, producer sort of driven, yeah, reality drama. Mike, is there any truth to that? Did anything like that happen on the set of Comic Book Men? Oh, dear God. Oh, season <laughs> two was ripe with it. They tried to play us, like, us against the crew. Oh, really? The producers. Oh, my God, yeah. They oh, were like, wow. do you remember that, Ming? They said we couldn't be friends with anyone on the crew. We couldn't be hanging out. What about, what about our buddy uh, uh, Tom Mummy over here? Why do you think we're like, fuck that? Uh, okay. No, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I was the first oh, one to boy. drop that. I was, we were like, put the it in the jar. Um, <laughs> where's the swear jar? Wait, Here, <laughs> Dash, I owe you a buck, buddy. Um, <laughs> to heck with that. That's what you meant yeah, to say. I, I meant to say to heck with that. Good day, sir. Good. <laughs> I bid you a good day. So, so does, so does that mean no your way. entire. Uh, um, Rivalry with Robert Bruce—that's all a fiction for the cameras, right? You oh, love I, Rob Bruce. That I never, uh, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, that was actually Rob Bruce. Uh, Rob Bruce did that before. Comic oh, even Book before Comic Book. Oh my, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was all organic. That was very organic, and you know, it was just him being him, mm. and me not liking somebody coming into like our yeah. house yeah don't come into our house and crap on I our think, floor there, there's a great scene though there, there, there was an episode where we had a, we went to an auction we bought stuff and Rob judged yeah. who bought the best auction items and of course we lost <laughs> and and of course me and Mike turn on each other yeah that was real he jumps oh, we, in my face he's like flipped. you lost it for us yeah, I'm like, like are you out of your you? and there was and a he, lot of that you could see how right his face was I was like I were like this yeah no these guys were Morons. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but but Walt and Brian were dying. They, they were were laughing. Laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think Walt fell on the floor, he right? Was. He, he was, was laughing so much oh, he, he fell he, on the He pulled a salvo. The, sal exactly. yeah. the only time I pulled a salvo He was laughing but so hard. You, you can see how red his face is. He's and, so mad. Oh my and when we got married, they had him be the uh, <laughs> Jermaine's like what? <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. We had to and these are on Amazon Prime if Jermaine wants to catch up. Absolutely. So we had to reenact the wedding between Reed Richards and Sue Storm mm -hmm. and Rob Bruce was the officiant oh. and he was doing all sorts of like really stupid oh, yeah. stuff so I grabbed him by the throat and I I had him I'm like all it would take is for me to squeeze and you will die and you want to know it's weird that yes. literally actually in real life happened at my wedding with my priest no I'm kidding you uh, <laughs> I, uh, wow, you Catholics are weird man well, I'm going to ask you a question uh, obviously aside from uh, Jermaine and, and Mel, on the show right now, do you have another team that uh, is your favorites? I don't, but I, w I wanted to uh, to go a different way. I wanted to ask uh, uh, Jermaine whether or not um, you went to the Lego house in uh, Denmark. 
Oh, I would love to, but I've never been yet. Uh, never been. It's uh, what, what was what was the um, what was what was the bill that had the largest amount of, of bricks so far in the show? Oh boy, um, Robbie was Rocktopus has got to be. Yeah, yeah I mean, be up there. I mean, probably more something that me and Mel built because we we were some of the larger builders. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, there was no part counts at all, so it's just. You know, uh, yeah. they, don't, they don't keep official stats. No, they so, just say that we have over 3 million bricks in play, but as far as like what? per build, then no. Uh, so they're not like the Madden League, Mo, where we used to keep stats for everything. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's so heartbreaking when they break the uh, the bills. Oh, in episode two? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That was... Yeah. How Jeez, you, are, you, are you allowed to sell any of them? I mean, I, I think they're proprietary rights. I mean, if you're copying, say, a Disney character or even Transformers, right, but can right. you can you sell those? No. I mean, for those of us who are legally challenged, everything <laughs> on the show is the property of Fox at this point. No. Aren't you yeah. glad yeah. that when they take that bat, you're like, I got a check coming. That's I, yeah, I that's the consolation, right? <laughs> yeah. I do exactly. appreciate though. I saw the in the promos he was you know destroying the stuff, and I uh, I know um, Gronkowski got a lot of flack for. I think it was in a championship game or one of the NFC or AFC, it must have been the NFC championship game. Someone had constructed for the pregame show a massive football or something yeah. out of Lego, and Gronk well, went at it and, and wrecked Gronk it. did as Gronk and does. Gronk did as Gronk does. Yeah. So uh, when I saw that in the promos that they were smashing all these things, I was like, God, it's just so brutal to watch these pieces of art yep. get wrecked yeah. in that way. However, the one thing I thought was interesting was that they wove that into – the challenge and the storyline of it was the fact that you are going to have this destroyed in one of three ways so make it in such a way that it actually explodes beautifully or that's part of the story of 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 how it how it goes to pieces yeah it's also not the worst thing a new england tight end ever ever did well, that's oh my god, you're right. Uh, but <laughs> nice, Mo. and make it timely. His documentary for Aaron Hernandez is on Netflix right now. Um, you know, watching the show from home, I don't know if if we're meant to feel this way or if it's just me, but it looks like maybe Sam is becoming maybe like the early villain on the show, okay? Yeah. And, and certainly it's not behavior, you know, towards his partner Jessica that anyone could get behind. So. Uh, is that noticeable to you guys in the studio as well when you're filming? Um, it was noticeable to a lot, but it's just so much noise and you yeah. know brick shuffling. Um, we were actually set up next to them for like a majority of the challenges for some reason. And um, my partner Mel, he would like nudge me, he was like, "Yo, bro, you hear what's going exactly, on?" Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, "No, because I'm building and we're trying to get this done." <laughs> and then he started talking down to you and, and adopting some of that. that- <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw elbows. Like, Man, I like, like where Sam's going with going. this. Yeah. But probably now you're watching it on playback, it's a little clearer. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we definitely heard everything that went on after, you know, the, the cameras were done filming. So, I mean, it was it was a lot of drama, like, in between episodes yeah. and stuff. So, And then you have the flip side of that. You've got Flynn and Richard, <laughs> who are just the most beautiful couple. Supportive. Where, yeah, yeah. It's like one of them's breaking down, having a tough time, and it's just everything stops. Let's talk and it then, out. Let's... And then he winds up being the MVP the next that week by incredible. slipping in and grabbing the, the clock, the cuckoo clock that, yeah. uh, that Boone and Mark had wanted. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that, they, they are... They are very nice to watch. And then, of course, you have the other couple, uh, the newlyweds, uh, whose names are escaping me at the moment. Tyler and Amy. Tyler Thank and you. Amy, that's right. Uh, now, 
I think Tyler's probably from birth a, a Lego prodigy. Okay. Oh, yeah. And she and she had said, you know, during their verbiage that, you know, she's like, I never was into Lego till I married him and I got into it so we would have this hobby together. But they seem to be working well together. She has never built until about maybe two weeks before they came out for the show. Now wow. you gotta no stop way. it right there. No yeah. way. No wow. way. She's a she's a piano instructor and she does great work, but um <laughs> she's never picked up a brick until like shortly before the show. So that's Tyler did an amazing job training her. Yeah. Because wow. it was like having two Tylers there. Like, <laughs> she picked it up so, super quick. All right. Wow. Amazing. Well, let's talk about the guys that arguably... Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Could I, could I just interject real quick? Because I don't want it to get uh, warm. Yeah. Uh, you've got three beers sitting there. Are you going you gonna to serve one? <laughs> we're, 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 we already drank one. We already killed one. All right, right? So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, all right. Okay. Wow, nice corporate I'll, chill I'll, there, Mal. I, like I love it. it. I love it. You have your milk. Good boy. <laughs> um, I was going to say, who All looks right. like the... Uh, well, we'll hold that for one second. Looks like maybe the early front runners, okay? Mm -hmm. And certainly it seems uh, in the more recent episodes, they put you next to them. And so we're talking about Aaron and Christian here. Yes. They're currently, as of uh, today's date, they're the owners of this golden brick. Yeah. And uh, they seem Mel, to be Mel has something to say about that once <laughs> or twice. They, they, they seem to be having, uh, um, you know, some good builds as well. Oh, yeah. Um uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron. He 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 is actually really really talented. Christian is good also. Um, okay, but uh, Aaron he he teaches uh, like STEM classes with Lego yep. and stuff. So all right, he's, he's very. So this is part of his day advanced. job then. Yeah. Okay, get extra practice reps. Exactly. Uh, and when when did you guys film this? When was that? Um, it was between like um the end of October to just before Christmas. Wow. So I mean, did you have to? You guys all have to take off work? Like, how did it work? Well, yeah, I mean, like uh, a, a few of the guys, they're, they're, they're artists, and um, so, I mean, they have the liberty to kind of come and go as they please. Mm -hmm. um, three contestants are these uh, Lego STEM teachers, and the, oh. their company was more than thrilled to send them out to get this done. <laughs> right, but, yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some of us had to, like, kind of sacrifice a lot to be on the show. I didn't know if I was going to have a job to come back home to, so. And, spoiler alert. You do, or? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Not sure for how long, but it's still there right now. <laughs> Anything else, Todd? No, I mean, I think uh, the, the last thing I would, I would want to say is I think um, one of the things, again, that I've been impressed by on the show, I've seen beautiful Lego sculptures in the past. I've marveled at you know how this stuff gets done. But what I love about the show and what I've learned about um, what goes behind what you guys can do is the fact that it isn't just building cool shit. Sorry, cool stuff. Oh, it's hey, hey, number no, two. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> kids aren't watching right yeah, now. Yeah, my kids, my kids, <laughs> and they, they curse like sailors. So, <laughs> but no, it's it's not just like look at this beautiful thing we've built. It's it's the storytelling that goes behind what you're what you're building, and everyone uh, they've put that into the challenges and in the way that you guys build and the way that um, it, it's it's all about sort of what is the story that this piece is telling, and and there's so much intricacy that goes into that story. It's really fascinating. And, and inspiring, and that's where you get you get Dash jumping up to say, "Let me let me build something," and not just, "Hey, look at this car or whatever." He'll go on for ten minutes about what it does and why it does it and where it comes from and the different parts and everything. It's it's pretty cool. I was going to say you should be more impressed with your son. N no offense to you, Jimmy, but your son came up with a backstory exactly that's for his saying. Lego, that's and that's saying. awesome. He's five years I mean, old, yeah. yeah, he's five years old. Yeah. 
You're but a grown-ass man. That's, that's what he's seeing on this, though. It isn't you just, should have a backstory. It isn't just make a thing. It's yeah. it's like, what's the story, and what's exactly. going on behind it, and how does it fit together, and why is it doing that? And it's it's it is it's a great show to watch as a family. I came home the other day, and I was like, Jermaine's coming. Like, we, we're coming on this thing. we got to watch episode three. We had it queued up for a couple days, and my kids are like, yeah, put it on. They were super into it. And I, I, love, I love finding something like that that you can say it's not just fun to watch, but it actually is creatively interesting. It's inspiring for them. So, right, big you know, so big Lego guy. When I was a, a very young kid, the first, the first set, you know, the first theme, I should say, they were themes back then, yeah. was the space theme for me. That was, yeah. was that. Uh, I did have friends that were big into the castle theme as well, mm -hmm. but I was more on the space side, and. Um, and so, you know, you, you mentioned before when the commercials, the promos were going for this, you know, during the Super Bowl, great leading, right? Yeah, you know, I think there were seven of yeah. them that ran during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we saw you seven times during the Super but Bowl. But when they kept showing, you know, Will Arnett with a baseball bat, you know, uh, going Hank Aaron on these guys. I'm like, please, I can't watch. I, I turned. I said, I can't watch it. I can't seen. watch because the way I thought it was going to be is each week, whoever the loser is, Get they're going to see their yeah. destruction smash before them. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. And I said, I, I can't yeah. watch it. And and you know, I move at a different pace. Okay, like I over a span of two months. I thought you meant physically. Yeah, well, that too. That too. Whatever your pace, yeah. believe me, I'm different there too. But you know, like the Lego uh, uh, Death Star, you know, which yeah. is a, a nice kit that they put together. You know, took me two months of of coming home from work, do a little bit each night as I relax and watch Lego Masters or whatever, nice. and uh, and so always always loved it, and I'm so glad that yes, we were able to say. Just watch it. It's going to be great, and it is. Um, now, one thing I wanted to bring up is is you, Ming. Yes. Uh, uh, yourself and Jermaine, you guys actually have a friend, a colleague in common. We do. And then who's that? Uh, that would be Miss Crystal Starr, who's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, nice. I met her many years ago through the convention circuit. She uh, does cosplay uh, yes. pretty much professionally. Um, I met her a number of years ago. She was teaching special needs kids in Dallas, and I happened to be out there. She had asked me to come out and hang out with the kids. Oh, wow. They were big comic book man fans. Oh, cool. So that was cool. Oh, so to yeah. see them flip out when I walked in, you know, I'm signing autographs, and she let them watch the show in their classroom. Um, oh, that's great. Probably not the greatest, like, uh, Best day experience. of school ever. <laughs> but the, Two uh, weeks suspension for her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she kept mentioning, oh, I, I'm going to be on the show. She didn't. She was, wasn't really specific. And, you know, I've, I've been to her house. I, and she's a nerd. I had no idea she was this great with Legos, though. So oh, yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, and um, amazing. you know, so I think she's she, partnered with uh, Amy. On with this Amy, show, right? yeah, Amy, she's yeah. a cosplayer too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of uh, kind of cool to see them. Uh, you know, they're they're, oh. they're yeah. That's that's so incredible. You say that because we were watching and get him, get him's a coworker. He's. Um, there's, Never mind. there's a lot to explain. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. To, yeah. Too much backstory, Good. not enough payoff. Right. Um, but he said, I wonder if she cosplays as Harley. And she does. And yes. she does. She so does. I'm like, yeah. I bet she does. She does a lot now of cosplay. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. But uh, yeah, if you need a contestant to wear fairy wings or, uh, you know, to add a little cosplay well, on I think in week two, they came out in costume, I think, right? They, yeah. They did oh, yeah, some for sure. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, they're not coming out in street clothes. Yeah. No, they're oh. like, no it's cool. <laughs> they, bring that, they bring that energy, that personality yeah. into what they wear, but also how they build and everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's really neat. I had no idea she was this good with Lego, so it's pretty, it's, it's, very, it's very fun to see. For so sure. Before we move on, two quick 
points of audience feedback. I see friend of the program here, super fan Nick Franco, saying, hey, did you guys stop at Bolero Snort today? Well, guilty as charged. Uh, Nick <laughs> uh, Nick and I were talking this past, this past Saturday at, at the uh, Asher Universe event. That's going to be our next time. We're going to talk about that. But we, I, I teased the idea that we, Todd and I might be stopping at Bolero just since when we stopped at Carton two weeks ago. That was so successful. And uh, the thing is, we were way behind schedule, so we only were literally able to stop there for 15 minutes. Yeah, we Ta- could only do, what, seven or eight I was uh, gonna, Todd, was, piece, Todd yeah. was driving, so I was able to take advantage of that. Small nice, ones. nice. And, uh, and, and was able to, to, to pound a few quickly, but we weren't able to give it the full uh, visit that we would have hoped, so perhaps on a future date we could do that. And Nick, I think you said you either work or live up around there, so maybe uh, potentially you could join us. That would be great. Uh, the other bit of audience feedback is concerning feedback. And it's concerning Mo, and we're saying we're, the the we're audience is we're saying, okay, good. Oh, he just took care of it with the headphones. Got it resolved. Because we were saying, how does that sound? He's getting a, t- a little good, bit better. It does sound better. Yes, oh, absolutely. Good, good job, Mo. Good job. So, what, hey, Jermaine, I just wanted to say one last thing. Yes, that is a beautiful looking Lego uh, dragon egg right there, man. Right in front of him? Yeah. Thank you. It took me a couple of weeks to get this done. A lot of snot. A lot of snot on that. A lot of snot. You fit in very well here. Um, So, you know, I I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, I used to love that space theme. Of course, we had the castle theme. Yes. Uh, Those two themes, along with the minifigs themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of the minifig, were... uh, were invented by a guy that worked at Lego, an engineer, uh, Jen Snygarg Newton, and he just passed away yesterday. And I don't know if he was like, I think he was like 78 or something. He had been been up there. But, you know, this is a guy whose name you're never going to know till his obituary. Yeah. And I don't know. Clearly, it's millions. I can't say billions. Is it one out of every eight people that does Legos? Maybe. But... uh, some point. A tr- maybe, yeah, maybe billions of people that this guy has positively affected their lives. Yes. And so I think he wound up working for Lego all told for about 30 years. And they put out some very nice statements. Uh, you know, for, He hadn't been there for a while. He'd been retired for a while. Right. But said, you know, like, like, for example, Jamie, you mentioned before, you yeah. know, like, all of us that work here, we were inspired by him. And and it's not just, hey, he created the minifig, because that's, of course, become a proliferation now. Uh, but, you know, these themes and the idea of these intricate builds and that instead of just making a blocky house, you can tell a story. Right. And so I think we owe him a debt of gratitude. Oh, definitely. Here definitely. Now, uh, is there any truth to the rumor mm. that perhaps you came here from the Bronx with something in tow? Oh, of course. I mean, I wouldn't just show up. Whoa. Let's right. see, let's see what we got, man. Let's Whoa. See. All right. Whoa. He, well, you heard you were feeding him pizza. He, he brought a, stuff with him. Recreation <laughs> of Muhammad's head. <laughs> in Lego. I'm not sure if I have enough Lego. Uh, oh. Oh. oh, my gosh. Look but, at um, this. In honor of how we met, I brought some Transformers with I with love it. Here. Awesome. Wow. So we got a nice little um, here, let me pull up your frame here. car transformer right here. Sweet. So, it looks like jazz. Oh, almost, almost, almost. <laughs> but this is uh, Tailgate, and he's one of the, the easier Ooh. Transformers that I have. His transfor- transformation I've gotten under a minute so far. Oh, so you, you can transform him right now? Yes. Okay, so you don't have to... 
take the bricks apart and put them back together. Never parts for Jermaine, you got to do it. Show, show us what so it looks yeah, like. So, yeah, the fascinating uh, element of the, the work that you do with Transformers is that they transform. Right. And this yes. is not. This is of your own creation. I mean, yep. listen, that's what the signs say, right? When you have the table, you, and they say, yes, we all transform. Yeah, people don't believe that until I show them, and then their minds are blown, and that's what I do. Well, Mike is a right. notorious skeptic. He's St. Thomas Part 2 here. <laughs> can, we, uh, can, we, can we get I'm this? I'm from Missouri. <laughs> you got to show me. While he does that, do you want to cover... Uh, no, no, one thing at a time. Go ahead. Let's just let's just watch this here. All this right. is Tailgate Autobot. So we just flip that out right there. It's beautiful. And then we flip these little hills. Wow, back. the legs even. They they work. Articulate. Oh my yes, of God, course. that's amazing. And then we bring out the arms. And then bring back the little back piece. And there you have a Oh, robot. there's the head right there. Look, yeah. the head. Wow. He's in a minute. Nice. That was about 15 nice. I know. That's I know. amazing. That's, that's wait, a lot of practice. Wait less than a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, so, it's a minute for a simpleton that, like me. camera right there. There you go. It's beautiful. Very now, cool. when you're designing nice. these and yes. trying to uh, work through the transformation wow. mode in your head, do you use the Hasbro toy transforming mode as your inspiration? Or you're just trying to say, what can work with the bricks I have? Um, it's mostly like I'll do a research on the G1 yep. characters from like the 80s and then I'll look at the updated versions and then maybe even a couple of third party releases. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's incredible, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, just because you mentioned that, Todd, we will talk about our first beer before we get back here. So our first beer tonight we had are from our friends down at the Virginia Beer Company. Not the first beer we've had from them on this program, but it is the first beer tonight. This is their Cellar Circus, all right? The Cellar Circus is actually a series that they do. This particular one is a Brett Farmhouse Ale. So we talk about Brett, right? Brett Anonymous. It's a kind of yeast that is a wild fermentation. It allows for all spontaneous things to happen, including a souring effect. Uh, this one is very modest, at, oh, modest for us, at 6.5%. <laughs> Wow. And um, and it was uh, bottle conditioned. So what does that mean? It means when they finish brewing the beer and they load it into the bottle, that's not the beer's not done. The longer you age it, it's continuing to mature and ferment and evoke different flavors. So this one I've had for about ten months, and uh, I thought you know we start with something like this, uh, a little bit lighter farmhouse ale. Sometimes people would think of a saison, mm -hmm. and so I love the transition. The flavors are on point. What were your thoughts? Absolutely agree. I mean, I, I like a, I like the the wildness of it. I like a little bit of funk every once in a while in in a lighter beer. You, and as and as you say that, I'm laughing because I hadn't looked at the uh, the ABV on this one, and and usually we're starting off with a light 10 or 11 percent on yeah. on this show so i thought this was um this was probably around four or four and a half like even six so what'd you say six and a half six and a half surprises me because it it uh, you don't feel that at all it's uh it's a really easy to drink right uh farmhouse ale it was really well, that, good. that's why i always try to put it in perspective any of the beers that we would have grown up drinking you know bud miller Coors, corona schlitz whatever uh you know <laughs> i noticed you didn't mention rheingold in there there's uh, another one right. uh peels but um but um uh, what, what was the one that I only wanted to have when I wanted to have more than one? I would only have Schaefer's. Okay, there you no, go. No, no, that was Peels. It's <laughs> yeah. a good oh, that's, that's right. But they, they were all between three, three and a half, maybe 3.8%. So that's what we kind of grew up conditioned on. So six and a half, you know, which feels light to us now, obviously would have been way more than we had drunk. Uh, Ming, what are you thinking? I, uh, I, I'm just glad. Last week, I think we started with a 12% beer. Yeah. <laughs> And I got, I was pretty, uh, I felt, I felt very warm. 
after the first half hour of the show. So thank you for starting out with what you said. This is seven. This is six and a half. Six, six and, and a half. half. Yeah, His no face problem. was redder than well, your I was, shirt. I was going to say the fact that it your was. face isn't the same color as your shirt. No, my my face was your the color of your shirt we'll showed me last week. Right after that, I have the Asian flush. Uh, but I appreciate that. You're absolutely right. Schlitz is the um, the one beer to have when you're having more than no, one. No, I think it's Schaefer. Schaefer, you're Schaefer. right. Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. Schaefer was the one beer to have when you're, you're having, having more than, more than absolutely, one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, any tasting notes on the milk we saw you drinking? Is <laughs> it goat's fermented? It's well, chewy? Yeah. Well, I downed it all. It was a lactate oh, wow. uh, milk Boy. at 2%. So uh, well, it goes down pretty smooth. Awesome. Right, we'll, up, we'll up that on the next one, Mo. All right, now do we have a number two or or? Oh yeah. Oh wow! All right, let's do oh, it. Oh, we got more. All right. Speaking of number two, Speaking of number oh two. boy, you guys got it. You're on it. And, and Ming wants in on this one. Absolutely. He's like he missed out on the last one. No, we got it. No, I got him. He got it. I got it. He did. I got hand you the glass. Remember? Well, yeah, I figured Thank you were just. Ooh. Uh oh. This looks like oh, more boy. Decepticon oriented. Oh, like yes. it. Ooh. Just put them back together. Got a little banged up on the way out here. Is it Thundercracker? No. It is. I was All right. Like, yeah, I was going to say, yes. Friend of the program, Sukakosa, was just writing in to say, is that Thundercracker? And you you beat her to it. Before you could, <laughs> she could even finish typing it, she recognized that. Hey, we got fan of the program, Gary McRae. Gary saying, hey, when can I come up to New Jersey? I have some beers. You start with, I have some beers. You can come up anytime you want, Gary. You're more than welcome. Uh, I guess you're down in Savannah, Georgia right now. Gary spent some time in Georgia, some time here in NJ. We've done the uh, the beer trolleys together through Brooklyn. And uh, come on up, man. Let's do a beer trade. we got plenty to trade with you. All right, now what do we have here? All right, so we have Thundercracker right here. This is one of my older models. And I've recently updated them, but they take a little longer to transform because they're a lot more intricate. But mm -hmm. this one, I got down probably under a couple of minutes. All so. right, so does that mean 40 seconds or? <laughs> well, we're going to find out now. All right, let's do it. All right, so the first thing you're going to do is bring these wings out a little bit, flip these feet out. Oh, that's fine. It's like we'll it comes that. apart. So you don't use the craggle. Okay, we see that. No craggle. Ooh, craggle. So then we're going to just flip these little tail fins back. That one's a little loose, probably an old hinge. Then we got that. Now we're going to take the head and pop it out from the back right there. Oh, so cool. And then fold in the nose cone, which was kind of auto transforming itself already. And then we could kind of just poke that through the chest. Let's see. Do you have an engineering background here? I should by now, right? <laughs> now, do you have do you have like a large inventory of Legos at home, or do you go out and say, "Okay, I'm going to build this, therefore I'm going to go out and get the pieces"? Like, how, um, what do you well, what do you typically do? So, if there's any pieces that I don't have, I'll design it and then order the pieces online. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. You, is right from Connecticut, right from their main office, or oh no, those will take at least like three three weeks to a month to get to. So I mean, I do it from like local stores through Bricklink. Yeah. So we have like you know people that sell it out their basement yeah. across the country. So I, I try used, to support them. You use Bricklink a lot, exactly for that reason. You're buying typically from another collector, another fan, exactly. and uh, and they may have excess inventory, and you can you can even swap pieces. Yep. Yeah. You talk about designing this. Are you drawing these out? Is it computer-aided? What, what's your Well, I do technique? design through um, a 
computer program called Lego Digital Designer. You can get that for, for free through lego.com. Cool. Um, but most of these models, I have to design both the robot mode and the vehicle mode simultaneously in order to know that it's going to work. Oh, of course, you have to use the same the same bricks. Whoa, then there it is, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Nice. That was, I'm sorry, 45 seconds. So, <laughs> and he was yeah. talking. That's what she said. Too. And yeah, yeah, you weren't even watching. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to see these things to do it anymore. Amazing. That is awesome, man. Thank you. Ama- amazing. Thank wow. You, thank you. I. That's, that's awesome. really cool, man. <laughs> that is. Thank that's you. crazy. Because I mean, you're talking about designing both, uh, both transform modes, you know, through the software. Mm-hmm. But where, where, where is the the transforming function being designed? I mean, is that just in your head? Because, well, yeah. So yeah. I mean, like the the program does have options to like twist and turn pieces. So I mean, we use that to um, make sure that we have clearance and everything. Oh, right. I mean, there are like illegal techniques. But um, you, right. you want to make it as okay. easy as possible for when I do the instructions for people to follow and not have to have side notes on, oh, yeah, the program doesn't do this, so you got to do it this way, you know? So an illegal technique, for those who don't know, right? So, for example, I'm just getting one. If you've got uh, maybe a, a flat layer, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to have an edge to it and sticking that edge maybe between two sets of studs. Exactly. That would be an example of an illegal build. Exactly. Wow. Okay. That's you crazy. You know your stuff, man. I, I like you know, that. <laughs> So, uh, so listen, we've got two great builds here. We've got an Autobot. We've got a Decepticon. Is that all that came from the Bronx? or? Yeah, that's all I was All right, listen, bring. that's fine. It's an even battle right <laughs> now, good. so that's good. Beautiful. Uh, thank you for your time, and uh, thank you for coming out. We're going to ask you now to, uh, to tell us exactly who wins LEGO Masters. No, right. <laughs> yeah, he's the final champion. Yeah, well, we got fifty grand on it, and it's all in here. Oh, or, ha- half the prize money. Or is, yeah, on, right? is on it. Or should we get that prediction from Mo? Actually, why don't we Mo's do this? Dumb. Why don't we do this? Nah, come uh, on. A few episodes back, Mo. A few episodes back, uh, Todd, you took him through the Super Bowl. Um, you know, like all the proposition bets. I did. Okay. Can we score how our main man, Most yes. Damas, did here? I would love to. Oh, you have the prop bet I've got tally? The prop bet tally. No. Yes. All right, cool. Before we do, I just want to call out we've got a long distance shout out from Daniel Lenahan. Does anyone know who this is? Daniel Lenahan, welcome to the program. Greetings from Ireland. Greetings from Ireland. Ireland. Just wondering, have you guys tried any Irish craft beers? Well, Daniel, the mailing address to a shared universe <laughs> is One Main Street. Eaton Town, New Jersey. Sweet 501. Send it to 501. Sweet 501. Our new, our new office as and of just next week. Make sure that someone signs for it. That's all we ask. Feel, oh, feel, oh, feel free. 07724. Feel free to send over. Um, Daniel, I'll just say this real briefly. Uh, in the past, before Point Blank, before Ross Brewing, before L'Oreal, uh, Mo and I were partners on a couple of Irish pubs. And um, so, you know, we, we had a full range of the Irish beers at the time. This would be like between 2008 and 2011. So I don't know if they would qualify as craft beers. Obviously, we had Guinness. We had Smittix. We had Harp. Uh, we had Kilkenny Cream Ale. We had O'Hara's, uh, both the red and the stout. We had Murphy's, both the red and the stout. Um, you know, here in the U.S., people think Killian's is an Irish beer. It's actually uh, completely owned and brewed by Coors, so it's really an American beer uh, with an Irish name. So if there's some examples of Irish craft beer, uh, that's definitely something, uh, speaking for myself and maybe Relevant some of to our interests. Uh, 
very, very relevant to our interest. <laughs> so get it on over, buddy, and uh, and then we'll be happy to review it on the program thanks, as thanks well. Thanks for listening, man. So so yeah, here we go. A couple weeks ago, before the Super Bowl, uh, I threw out uh, a, a series of uh, random prop bets. We had Mostradamus make his picks. The uh, John the intern talent tal- John Ross the intern tallied these up, and we <laughs> used uh, Point Blank Podcast Petty Cash yeah. to make some investments. I like to report on 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 how that all did. So a handful of these were either pushes due to, you know, it just didn't have, like, we had first missed field goal. There actually weren't any missed field goals. So a couple of pushes in here, a couple of TBDs uh, with respect to some events that didn't happen yet. But the ones that, uh, the ones that did, we had uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey's receiving yards or Georgetown St. John's total points. You called St. John's. That was a win. So we had 134 points versus 89 combined yards. So a big win there. We had, uh, will Joe Montana be at the game and shown on the broadcast? Mo Pick, yes, that was a loss. That was a rare loss. He wasn't. Uh, You knew that, Mo, you knew that was a loss. Wow, okay. Shocker. We saw him him on a different channel, but that didn't count. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I saw him in a sneaker commercial. That didn't count either. So as long as we're talking about things that don't count. I say the only other loss that Mo had was, was on, this is a tough one, the color of the liquid. Poured the on the winning head coach. Yeah. The Gatorade pour. We had red slash orange. pink. It was orange. So that was that yeah. was a loss. But Wait, I have to he say, he won everything else. Beyond those two, everything else where there was a a, wow. a, a deciding choice, uh, there were seven wins up against two losses. So that you basically cleared the entire halftime show performance. I don't know if you have a particular expertise in this area. If you had any inside <laughs> knowledge about um, what Shakir and J Lo were going to be coming out with and what they were going to be wearing, but we had he had the will side there be, boob. Everything will there be a well wardrobe malfunction no you hit that one will j-lo show butt cleavage yes controversy on this one there was debate as to whether or not her outfit actually did have the butt cleavage so um betonline.ag paying out both sides of that one i'm counting it as a win will there be cleavage shown both of them that was the win and uh, will anyone have side boot yes that's a win as well so when you add this the wins the wins minus the losses i mean a couple of these were big favorites where you had to pay down to get the the money so um the wins and losses netted us 190 bucks and then on paying out on the favorites if we were able to drop 2500 bucks to do all this mo you're up 690 uh overall we won 690 dollars and thank you for that because we used it for the pizza tonight so we're using the ship Daniel's beer over from Ireland is uh, is most winning. So this bountiful feast represents well the, last, well the, 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 the part that really, really burned me was that you know at the end of the game, everybody's enjoying the uh, the Chiefs' victory. We had a whole bunch of fans over here watching the game, and as soon as I saw the Gatorade come out, I went no. no. <laughs> hey, I knew I had lost. Hey, so. guess what? You did a great job. Had I been wearing yeah. a hat, I'd be taking it off to you. Truly. You are Mostradamus. Okay. What we want to do now is we want to move into top three. And the top three this week was top three songs from movies. So this was a song that appeared in a movie that you were watching. Uh, Is it a song on a movie soundtrack? Sometimes those are not the same. Um, A song sometimes, in some cases, is best known for appearing in a movie. Basically, as top three always works, we leave it up to you for the strict definition. We're just a guideline. We're going to start today... You know, he's been on a roll. So we're, we are going to go right back to Mo. Mo, your top three songs from a movie. All right. I'll breeze through this real quick because I have three honorable mentions. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we're going to breeze quick. through It'll this, quick. right? Um, probably one of the best hip-hop songs ever. 
uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem on uh, on the 8 Mile soundtrack. Uh, The second one is uh, The Touch by Stan Bush. Transformers. Very good. Good one. Good one. Beautiful. We, we, you know, we mentioned Transformers so much on the show. We're all a bunch of Transformer geeks. And the last one is get the square jar ready. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. (laughs) Wow. South Park. That's strong. Mo, Mo, great pick. I mean, who could forget? Well, everyone else except us, but where we were, (laughs) where we were, which was in a movie theater in Staten Island, when we watched that, we went to see the movie. We had no idea it was going to be a musical. And yeah. that was that Ditto. was the first song, and we were just I, I, mean, I, I could have picked another four or five songs from that. Blame Canada, man. I think it was that and yeah. the the Wayne's World Scooby Doo ending <laughs> are the two moments in movie theaters that I have laughed the hardest. Like literally, almost falling out of my. <laughs> Who seat can see it coming? That song, I just, I, yeah, I did not see it coming, and it was it floored me. It was great. Good call. Great pick, Mo. And what I can tell you is, All right. those are just yeah. his honorable mentions. Oh wait, those are just the honorable those mentions. Honorable just mentions. Getting warmed up. Oh my yeah. god! So here, my, I thought that was. Here's your here top my, three. Oh my god! Here's my top three. My top three coming in at number three. Come and get your love by Redbone. Oh god! Guardians of the Galaxy. This is when <laughs> we, yeah. we get introduced. This is right in the beginning. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's only it's that's the only song within the MCU that was actually played twice because it was played again at um when they had uh, Endgame. When they reintroduced, uh, sure. oh, because Star-Lord. they did that scene all over again, right? Of course, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Number two, oh my God, Canned George. Heat, Canned uh, Heat, and Napoleon Dyn- Dynamite. <laughs> that's the last song where he just dances and uh, yeah, and brings the house down. And uh, yeah, Jamiroquai. After that, Pedro's our champion. Jamiroquai. Yep, and they actually play we'll through the Mike. entire we'll song, so I don't think that many. What's that? What's happening? No, 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 you finish first, and then we we have a a very passionate fan. I'll put it that way, but uh, (laughs) and a very disturbed fan, very mentalized. (laughs) Yeah, keep going feverishly. Go ahead. You're number one, Mo. So number one, I think I think it hit the board quite a bit. It's uh, Eye of the Tiger. Uh-huh. That's how I start off every morning. That's 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 my uh, that's my alarm song that comes on. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Great, great list. Um, very impressive. I think uh, those are songs that are all going to be doing well, probably for the most part. Did I sound like the president right there? Sure, I, did. I, I yeah, thought I did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tremendous selections. But um, but uh, good job. Why don't we turn it right here to my good friend Alexander? Oh, you're going to me. All right, uh, this is very close to um, something I recently had to do. So. Um, I'm going to start. I'm not going to give it any. Let, let's cut. Let's, let's cut, cut the fat the here. Fat. Right. Okay. So there's no honorable mentions here. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with um, number three uh, on our own. Bobby Brown from Ghostbusters 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. I, I, I have always preferred that. Yeah, to Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. I, it, me too, but uh, too it doesn't hot get, to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters, and they're in control, of course. Good job, so, Mike. Uh, it's a great song. Um, if only he could have gone on that trajectory instead uh, of the yeah, well. trajectory he went on. I'm just saying, and and the Ghostbusters as well. Too bad they didn't go on. The trajectory of one instead of two. Yeah, exactly. Which I was not a big fan of. Uh, number two. Um, Mo, I, I love um, uh, Eye of the Tiger. It's it's great, but uh, Rocky theme. Yep. Mm. Gonna fly now. Gonna fly yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill County. 
Gotta love him. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. I love it too, man. Good pick. All right, and my number one. It's a theme. It's Superman's theme by John Williams. So good. Love it. <sighs> okay. It is. It's it's a tough one to beat. There is one that you could uh-huh. argue would be better as far as theme songs by John Williams. Oh, is the Imperial March? It, it could be. I was thinking exactly right, I don't that. Wanna, yeah. I wanna, when you're done. I, I, I am now. done. And you're done. All right, and he's out. Because I, I have a couple thoughts on, on exactly that point. Um, but first, I want to call out my main man, Daniel Lenahan, coming in with... Uh, something that I want to now nominate as my uh, as my honorable mention is stuck in the middle with you, Reservoir Dogs. Uh-huh. That whole soundtrack is fantastic, but that's a that's a killer song. Uh, Got a lot agree. of votes in the fan vote. Did it? Yeah. See, okay, so I, I, I for my for my three, I don't have, actually have any honorable mentions, even though I just named one. Um, uh, but I have Todd, not, why don't you go next? I'll go next. I'm jumping right in. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I had some thoughts on Mike, so I'm diving in. Um, but the way I def, I define this one was that for me, this is all about the song being inextricably linked to the movie, right. Versus just a great song that happens to be. Um, from a movie, otherwise, um, I certainly would have had shallow w- number one, two, and three. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, no, I had uh, so my my number three. I actually, <laughs> all of mine, all of mine have already been mentioned. Number three, I had is as um, "Lose Yourself" Eminem. I think you're absolutely right, Mo. It is a fantastic song for just getting hyped. You want to work out, you want to go for a run, you want whatever it is. You can't help but uh, get into it. And that song, as I said, is you can't help but think of the movie uh, and, and vice versa. And and the second is um, I have Eye of the Tiger slash um, gonna fly now. It's it's basically for Eye of the Tiger. The you thing, got both. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I, I did put Eye of the Tiger, but I, uh, gonna fly now. Is abs- you're absolutely right on that one. The thing with that one, I mean, literally one chord off the beginning of that song. You know what song it is. You know what movie. Ten. And you're you're already shadow boxing, uh, <laughs> thinking about ten. it. Um, and my number one, I had uh, I have to agree with you and go with John Williams. I did pick the Imperial March. But uh, there's a there's a little parlor game I just want to briefly play with you. Can you can you for me, John, or any of you guys, sing right now the the like the, the tones of the Imperial March, the Superman theme, Indiana Jones, and E.T. And if you do those, try to do those in any sort of sequence, and then go back to the, one of the other ones, you get completely lost because it's basically six or seven chords that he's playing with. Four fantastic. I mean, he rocked it over the oh, course, course of the yeah. '80s with with some killer themes. And when you try to think through, okay, how does that one go? How does the next one go? You'll get yourself lost in it. Wow. Uh, by, 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 the way, by the way, by the way, if you're going to talk about it, just take him a little bit further into the next decade. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, he kills it. Kills it. Kills it. I mean, kills the guy's it. been the guy's been destroying it for thirty yeah. years. And a little bit of trivia. Do you know who his son is? John Williams. John Williams. Jr.? Lead singer for Toto. No. Yes. Get out of here. What? Yeah. I did, did not, not know, know that. that. Me neither. I was. How'd you find this? Out? I was three weeks ago old when I found that out. Because he did the um, <laughs> he did the old. the um, the Ewoks theme. The the yup yup yeah that one at yep, the end yep. about the celebration theme. Yep. The one that they exercised for the yep. special editions? <laughs> yes. Oh, which I liked. Yep, yep. I liked the Yeah, I like it. I know. Because it's, it's... And you can... If you uh, if you think about it, you could probably fit uh, Africa in there. You probably could. Yeah. Is that what Africa's about? Or Rose, it about, about the destruction of the uh, Death Star? Uh, and, yeah, and, and I, Endor. Yeah. Because otherwise I don't the know what it's The forest moon about. of Endor. Jermaine, I'm going to throw this to you, my friend. Sure. Put him on the spot. What top do you got? three songs that had been in movies. Songs from movies. 
All right. So I think my my number one, we'll start with number three, would be Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. Wow. I like that. Wow. Okay. Yes. That got me hype each and every time, and I, I watched that movie at least five times a day when I was young. That, I literally just pulled that up while wow. we were talking before. Now this isn't the villain I saw. This is this is T U R T L. But but here's what's here's what's oh. hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I mean there there were no two. You know, wider squares that Todd and I during during 1990 when that song was out, we were doing that true. song, and and partners in crime, partners in crime did the other song on the soundtrack T U R T L E Power, and I hadn't thought of either of those songs or that soundtrack or that movie, frankly, in decades <laughs> until this was just mentioned at the Oscars the yes. other night. And now Jermaine Who was that? Fo- Who was that to drop that. I was just trying to think of that. I don't know. It was during the the best song segment, but um, someone made a made a partners in crime joke. You gotta love it. And now you take it right back to Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap. Oh my god, <laughs> it's great! It was That's a great, great soundtrack. It's great. I it's I got ball. to see him do that live. Um, there was an after party at a wow. con in San Antonio. Come on! And the guy playing the after party, they got Vanilla Ice to do it somehow. Yeah. What? Oh, awesome. Alamo um, City, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they had four guys in rubber suits in the middle of summer. Was one of them uh, Ernie Reyes Jr.? It was or? not Ernie Reyes Jr., okay, unfortunately, right. dancing behind him. <laughs> and somehow I find myself on stage with Vanilla Ice, surrounded by a bunch of hot Texas women with Walter Jones from the Power Rangers and Scott Wilson <laughs> from The Walking Dead. No, come on. It's one of my greatest memories. I mean, yeah, that is awesome. You know, I, you know, I we just finished wrapping the show, but other than that, that was probably the highlight of my year. Was like dancing. Yeah. on Stage with Vanilla Ice, and for some reason he didn't have Fago. I guess he's throwing water all everybody on the stage. Oh that was God. his move. It was really weird, but took a page out of the. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things him that are about him that are weird, but yes, there are. But that was pretty cool. Uh, see it was Lin Manuel at the Oscars. It was, oh, it was Lin Manuel. Okay, of course, you know, it makes sense. All yeah. right, so that's your number three, Ninja yeah. Rap, Vanilla Ice from TMNT. Go ahead. Yes, number two, I would say would be um, from Iron Man, ACDC, Back in Black. Oh man, Ooh, yeah. No. And especially as a creator, like nothing gets me more pumped to like start thinking and being ah. creative than that song. Wow, that's and you know they they did for the Iron Man movies. They all had pretty good soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, you know those hard rocking hits. Yeah. So, all right, ACDC, great back in black. And you're number one. Number one. I mean, you know, for the sake of Lego, I would have to say everything is awesome. Yeah. Okay, listen, they got a lot of votes. Yeah. That song got a lot of votes. Yeah. All right, nice. Yes, yeah, so, you know, it's unfortunately a very catchy song. It gets yeah. in your head. Tough to get out. Yeah. But uh, they did a good job with that, man. It's funny because for the second movie, the name of their big song for that was This Song Is Gonna Get Stuck Inside Your Head. And they would just repeat it over and over. That yeah, yeah. Line. <laughs> they, were, they were trying to capitalize. Yeah. All right, good picks, good picks. Ming. Uh, all right, uh, honorable mention to the entire Days and Confused soundtrack, <laughs> like nice. every song the on there. Mm, yeah. And uh, so number three, uh, Eye of the Tiger. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I remember as a little kid, uh, yeah, just punching things while that <laughs> you said, man, that's right. exactly yeah. right. My brother, The Wall, oh, you know, wow. whatever was laying around. Was um, yeah, that song. Sides that cat. Sides of beef. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, you know, if you're forced to run a mile, put that song on and you can, you can you know, accomplish that mile easy. Um, I did want to say Ray Parker Jr. and Ghostbusters, but I also give Bobby Brown a shout out. Gotta give him his on props, man. Uh, I, Ghostbusters too, man. That, excellent, <laughs> amazing soundtrack. Just hit after hit after hit. Uh, but number one, I go with uh, Power of Love from Back to the Future. Huey Lewis in the news. 
Awesome, wow, man. Awesome. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I think it defines the movie. Yeah. I mean, if, as if the movie wasn't good enough, that song just made it incredibly better. That's a good one. And not only that, Huey Lewis had so much fun working on the movie that later on he goes to Robert Zemeckis. And I was like, hey, I didn't know you. I know you didn't ask for this, but I wrote you another song for the movie. <laughs> that song ended up being Back in Time, which yep. he played during the, uh, the end credits. By the way, we Manifest. expect nothing less from a man with a flux capacitor tattoo. Oh, I mean, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. but the power of love, that was between uh, Marty and... And Lorraine, right? <laughs> sure. Oh boy, I hope sure. not, man. Right. I hope not. He's his own father. It's amazing. All right, I'm gonna give you my top three, but then we're gonna have a little twist tonight. Uh oh. All right, so my top three. I start with an honorable mention of one, which is Stan Bush, which is the touch. Uh, I think that was great. Uh, it was. You know, something that informed a lot of our childhoods as evidenced by, uh, I guess, is it Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, putting it into uh, Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg singing it, you know, in the shower, which is an anachronism because that's taking place in the 70s before there was a Transformers movie. But in any event, that was uh, that was the touch. So here's my actual top three. So if I number three, Peter Gabriel. In your eyes. Oh, say anything. Say anything. Nice. Okay? Nice. All right? You oh, got Lloyd well Dobler. And, uh, well done. And uh, this is just, you know, great movie from the 80s. That just is in my head. Uh, it was almost, I was going to do maybe, you know, because kind of what you said, a movie, songs that are known from a movie. So I almost did Twist and Shout from um, Ferris, uh, Bueller? Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and then I'm like, is that arguably like a movie song? I mean, it is. It's a great number. But this to me, that was definitely right on. Sure. My number two, I feel repetitive now. So many of us said it, and it is Eye of the Tiger oh, yeah. by Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one. Check out some of the feedback. Oh, what are you saying here? Okay. Geo said right at the bottom. They, are, they are choosing fug- or choosing Fugazi circus songs. Okay. It, 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 George is beside himself that he's not with us for this discussion right I, now. I, and I think all of us uh, and all of our listeners couldn't be happier for that very fact. Yeah, but Nick gets Please me. Be. He says you got to hold up the boombox. He knows what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, and a Star Is Born. What is that? I, I'm, what What is he talking I think about? It was a movie with Judy Garland. No, like, it was yes. Barbara Streisand. It was Barbara Streisand. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. no, it was a wanted... remake, and it was Al Jolson back then. That's what it was. That's what it was. All right, we'll get to uh, we'll get to geo selections that he's so fiending for us to do now ming i sent you a clip i don't know where you're able to get that i do okay so this is going to set this up before we hit play here uh it's going to be a little bit of footage from the movie in question and it's going to get into the song which is going to play over the dialogue and uh hopefully some of you recognize this and so this is my number one the shuttle's coming I don't think where'd he go? Where'd he go? Daniel! Where did Daniel go? Know, there he... You want me to start it? Yeah, hit play, okay. man. Go for it. The shuttle's coming. Let's watch it land. Talk about doll, Daniel. That's Judd Nelson right there from the Breakfast Club. And New Jack City. And catch and release. And Transformers the movie. They don't even animate this good anymore now. This is 30 years later. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Young Jack is still pretty cool. If you're going to ride, Dano, ride in style. So here we go. We got Stan Bush again from the same soundtrack. To me, the dare, this is it. I was a kid that got me fired up. Why settle for a peak, Daniel, when you can see everything from Lookout Mountain? I mean, sounds like you got to go up there if you want to see something. Oh, here's Cub. Come on. Jimmy, we got to build for him or what? I do have one. All right. Yeah, he does. 
You just hit a guy. <laughs> no, no, that was just a sign saying don't go here. But why would they want anyone to go here? Look at this view. Hot Rod, the shuttle's coming. <laughs> you know, he just emerged from the robot's crotch, right? There's a hole in the shuttle. I'm just pointing that out. You can win if you're dead. Decepticons. Uh-oh. Now, what a doofus. He's just standing in the hole. In the hole. There's going to be some parts here, I swear to God. I still get emotional over a cartoon movie about transforming robots. Wow, well, I mean, they have souls, man. Ago. I'm telling you, they do. I mean, you know Cup. He's so hard on Hot Rod because he loves him and he sees potential. Come on down, Auto Right. Triple Changer, is that Blitzkrieg, I think? That is. Well, look, now Cup to the rescue. Oh, he just saved him. Sorry, I think that was shrapnel or kickback. I don't know. Oh, double win. He landed that way. <laughs> Not bad for an old timer. Old timer? That's something you'll never be if you don't get back to the city. Save it, cup. All right, I think that's it because then it gets into the bot battle of uh, Autobot City. <laughs> but uh, that's my number one, man. This is what, what year did this movie come out? I don't know, eighty six. I think it was eighty four. Eight, actually, oh, okay. it, more than thirty years ago. We agree, right? So, um, and it's fantastic on the big screen or on your laptop. Eighty six. Eighty. Okay, all right. Nailed it. Uh, you know, you guys were saying songs that uh, you know, you know, Mo's like, I listen to a song every morning to get me pumped up. To the extent that I go running, which I do approximately once each of the four seasons. So yeah. four times a year I'll go running. And this is the song that gets me going. Yeah, exactly. Go. Now, hold on. Uh, you know there are iPad, iPods for that, right? And and your phone. You can actually put on. <laughs> he carries a laptop with him yeah. as he's running down the street. <laughs> Somebody said I was because running. Because he stole it from somebody. He's being very chased. fast. But, uh, all right, now what's Gio saying? He's now, saying his number one is Shallow uh, and I'll Never Love Again. I do have to ask one question about that Please. movie. The, uh, yeah. the old timer. Cup? The voice. Yeah. That was was that Lionel uh, Lionel what's his name was was that um, the guy from Heart to Heart Max was that Max's voice It sounded just like that Max. I can't confirm Weird Mike okay. what's a Heart to Heart I'm uh, kidding I'm kidding Stephanie Hart Lionel Stander Yeah 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 It was Lionel Stander It was Max from Heart to Heart Okay cool all Right Now Robert Stack of course plays Ultra Magnus well, Of and course he would I'm sure we all remember this was the great Orson Welles final film well, Yes uh, it Unicron. was But uh but but Gio is upset cuz none of us picked any song from his list But here's the thing uh, By the way Stu gave me props thank you Stu Go ahead uh, go ahead Mike uh, one, I'll never uh, shallow, and I'll never love again from a star is right. Um, I Time. I don't remember them from the Judy Garland version, which is the only version, in my opinion, Geo. Maybe sure. Barbara Streisand sung them. Maybe maybe, maybe she I did. That was again yeah, it was not one of her early hits. Oh, and okay. she yeah. really broke. Okay. Uh, how deep is your love from Saturday Night Fever? You gotta give it up for that. Come on. Uh, I mean, I love Saturday Night sure. Fever. The, the entire soundtrack right. is great. And what's You're the one three? that I want from Greece. Best complete soundtracks, <laughs> top five of all time. Wow. Star is Born is the newest, but will end up being the best selling. Who do you think you are? Mostradamus? Come yeah, on, exactly. Gio. You know what? 
Stay in your lane, Gio. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Gio Stradamus. That doesn't even make sense. Saturday Night Fever. Many <laughs> Saturday Night Mike, uh, uh, Three, Dirty Dancing. Great track of songs. But... I mean, he's giving us numbers for no reason. He's just throwing numbers in sentences. And he's just giving soundtracks as well, which is not yes. the category. No. He just wrote Bodyguard. Okay. Bodyguard. Three huge hits. Three huge hits. Five. Three five huge Greece. hits. Five. Grace. <laughs> Great and fun. Well, I mean, these aren't even sentences. We respect your opinion, Gio, but... Um, if not, your syntax. So now here's the issue that we have, folks. Uh, it's normally at this time of the program that we would reveal... The point blank fan, viewer, and listener vote. Uh, uh, you know, assuming that we would have votes in the hundreds and hundreds of votes. Um, during the tallying process, we were hit by uh, a, a double calamity, double if you will. Uh, my phone went through a mandatory Android uh, system update, okay. which nobody asked to happen. Um, <laughs> and then my computer has now powered down into safe mode. So, so I it's it's safe. But the it's results. Safe, but the, 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 the reason, what we'll do safe. is to, the, the, the results are safe, but nobody. Well, they're can safe, by the way. We can't reveal them, so we're going to reveal them next week. What it's I can't. It's a teaser. It's a teaser for next week. The only thing is, I do know what came in number one, though, and I feel like should we tell people that, or I had gotten that far. I know what is number one. You can. Do you know how many votes for number one? Uh, I, I didn't. Can I, you can you I, make that, up a number like George does up there? I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just pick out three of the uh, fourteen. Is that Four, a number? Yes, it is. Um, can I just say on George's latest comment, I needed to be there to elaborate. I'm going to say no on that one. You did not. Thank you. Need to be here to elaborate. Nick Franco no, it's saying, not as much "What do you fun? do no. about a problem like Maria from the Sound of Music soundtrack?" Uh, Rainbow Connection, which he did so admirably this past Saturday at the Shared Universe Asbury Park Boardwalk Studio Karaoke Party. Great job. Nick what about there. Purple Rain? Uh, and and to that I would say, what about it? But no, I'm kidding. Of course, Purple, <laughs> Purple Rain had a tremendous amount of votes. Uh, there was a fellow, and this particular fellow got more votes than any other artist. And they were split between a number of different songs. Hmm. Okay, one of the songs was Footloose. Oh. One of the songs was I'm All Right. Mike, yes. what's that from? That's from Caddyshack. That's from Caddyshack, folks. That was written for Caddyshack. And the number one song. That's a strong Which book. came from Kenny Loggins as well, far outpacing any other song. Go Let for it. Let me guess. Go. Meet Me Halfway. No, it wasn't. Oh, oh come on. Over the top? Come over on. the top. Danger Zone. It go was Danger Zone. Mo got it. That was the number one song, Danger Zone. But what it sounds Arthur. like, and even saying this you know, from over the top, Meet Me Halfway, if you can't get John Williams to score your movie, then at least get Kenny Loggins yeah, Kenny to make Loggins a song for your movie. For God's sakes, he did Caddyshack. And what was from Caddyshack 2? The only good thing about the movie. I remember that. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was the song? Um, Nobody's Fool. Nobody's Buys, Fool. Buy that Kenny's Loggins. He's Man. good. He is awesome. Messina probably regrets leaving, right? But all right. What up, Mike? Would you have him score Soundtrack Your Life? Your life oh, story. Hell yeah. Why not? Soundtrack by Kenny Loggins. Sure. If I can't get John Williams and I can't get Danny Elfman, I'm going for Kenny But you know Loggins. what? You can get both because John Williams can score it and right. then Kenny the, soundtrack the soundtrack can be the Kenny Loggins. Fantastic. You can get both. I would love that. Halfway. All right. So let's. The Mike Zapsic um, story. I, I, yeah, meet me halfway. <laughs> Let, let's, the Mike Zapsic story. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to eschew. We're going to skip. We're going to hit fast forward. We're not going to do social media follows of the week this okay. week, okay. Uh, just in, in terms of time. But we will get to our newest segment, 
point blank picks. Now, uh, we did point blank picks a couple episodes ago, and uh, Ming, I was about to give you credit for picking Ronan. Yeah. Then I remembered. I think well, it was, you picked it. It was me that picked Ronan. Pick Ronan. So I will give myself credit. credit. Just yeah. on the record. Okay. I'll give myself credit. Yeah, I picked Maid, but I went. Yeah, I, went I, was, I went back and rewatched Ronan. That's and, what it was. Because then right, right after you watched, I sent a screenshot. Man, it holds up so every bit as uh, as it did back then. John in, um, Ross, the intern, and I have a date this weekend. I'm super excited. Uh, we're going to be watching Ronan together. So uh, this is super super awesome. But anyway, all inspired by Point Blank Pick. So here's the rules, guys. Anything that, that, that you've seen or heard or read or been to or whatever. So if it's a, a movie, a TV show, a song, a, a book, a comic book, a, a vacation destination, whatever it is, share with us now for each other and for the Point Blank fans, viewers, and listeners. Give us your Point Blank pick. Who would like to go first? <laughs> Excellent. Mo, it's you, my friend. All right, Mo. Oh, I, I have to run to get it, so somebody else go. You have to run. I get it. Okay. Oh, so this is going to be a prop. I like it. Okay. All wow. right. Props. All right, Ming. All right. I know you have I, an endless reservoir I, here. I so. do. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, this little dive bar in, in West Long Branch called the Nip Tuck. Bar. Um, oh, I don't know if you guys are nice. familiar with this place. Uh, I don't know how long it's been there. Uh, I became familiar with it about 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I just found out a longtime friend of mine who uh, was here, left for greener pastures out west, uh, inexplicably, for whatever reason, became a partner over at the Nip Tuck. Um, is coming back temporarily and, and is going to help run it from out west. Um, but... Uh, I had great craft beer selection, uh, amazing oh. bar food, but of course the first question I asked is, can we podcast there? Right. In which she said, uh, the resounding yes, she wants to do cosplay nights there. There's, uh, yeah, whatever I want to do. Okay. I think she's Se- going to green Second light. question, will they carry Ross Brewing? Okay. Great. I, I <laughs> think we, we can make that happen. Yeah, I think we could, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a slam dunk. Perfect, so perfect. That was the other, that's the other thing on my, yeah, of course. Awesome, awesome. Of course, uh, I, I will have, if, if I've. It's been a while since I've been to the Nip Tuck. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's still, I'm sure it hasn't changed. I'm sure they haven't cleaned the grill since you were last there. Uh, there's an excellent touch tunes machine if you want to play oh your own music God. on the I internet hope jukebox. I've cleaned the grill since the last time I was <laughs> there. You're not exactly oh. doing them any favors by yeah. that recommendation. Again, that's where all the flavor comes from, and uh, not, I uh, I couldn't be true. I couldn't be any more happier Band for this news. So. And, and the only thing you, you've yet to reveal is who's the friend. You didn't say who it is. Uh, her name is Christine Murphy. Okay. A uh, long time I met, 10 years ago. Um, yoga, or? Yeah, she used to run a, uh, I don't know why she did this. It was a donation-based yoga studio in downtown Long Branch. And she didn't get rich that way. Not at all. No, in fact, she got, I think, someone broke in and stole money. Oh, jeez. And uh, I remember giving her, donating $100 back to that at one wow. point. Oh, wow. Um, back then. And uh, But uh, to hear this news, uh, of course, as like, well, we got another place to podcast. Let's Great. Let's do it there, man. Let's awesome. Get, we're great. So, Niptuck, uh, Niptuck uh, Bar and Grill in Long Branch, New Jersey. Big shout out. Uh, you will see us podcasting there for sure. Uh, the, the changeover happens May 15th or March 15th, I believe. And uh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there celebrating many times. Awesome. We got it in, everybody. Awesome. Got it nice, in. nice, nice. All right, Mo, do you have your prop? Are you ready to give us your point blank pick I for the week? I certainly do. So I picked this up. Dude, it's good called Keel's Creme Decor Smoothing Oil to Foam Body Cleanser. Now, I'm a bit of a homer. You know, I have to disclose that, yes, I do work for L'Oreal. Yeah, but, but you don't, but you don't work a, for Keels, though. It's okay. But Keels is under I the L'Oreal brand. Yeah, yeah, but Keels Which is means there's a company L'Oreal store bar. somewhere. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. This smells delicious. 
and it's just absolutely fantastic. It's a fantastic what cleanser. It, what and does it taste like? It oh, just sorry. gives you... What's that? Oh, you said it smells delicious. I asked, what does it taste like? But go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, so I just... I ran I ran out of... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Body cleanser. And uh, I went to the company store, picked this up. And the reason why I picked this up is because it's part of another franchise. Uh, it's because it's part of the creme decor franchise, which makes really, really good lotion, right? A, a top-notch lotion. And the first time I used this, it just set my day on the right path. And it just, and I just use it every day now. So go out get this and you'll have them you'll turn a regular shower into an amazing experience wow where you just start your day wow. off right no i'm gonna talk no to regrets. some of my friends at keels i'm not being serious i'm gonna talk to them and say yeah, no i'm serious i may have yeah. a new pitch man for them okay and it's gonna be thank you and All i right. know one geo george said he is excited to try out that smoothing oil we'll talk about you know what kind of smoothing what kind of smoothing, smoothing. he'll be able to get into with that yeah, uh, can, can I uh, can I interject real quick? Uh, if you open up my bathroom, it looks like a Kiehl's apothecary in there, what? and that's only oh, because sweet. many many years ago, uh, back at Christmas 2000, uh, I was flown out to the West Coast. That is many years ago, and I was invited to the Live Planet Christmas party, which was a startup Live started Planet. by Ben Affleck, oh Ben da Matt Damon, uh, Chris Moore, the producer of American Pie, and we had a Secret Santa gift exchange, and I drew Ben out. We drew each other. And, uh, you know, when it came time to get my present, uh, Ben hands me this box. He said, Happy Merry Christmas. I open it up and see all these girly, what I think were girly lotions and this soap. This is Ben Affleck we're talking. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, but still, I was like, you know, I was, you know, I don't know, you know, he just won the Oscar. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. We did have a price limit of like 20 bucks, which he far exceeded. But I'm looking at this like, what? What is this? This I didn't, you know, you I was gave him like a Sonic gift card, like what? <laughs> I gave, I can't remember what I gave him, like a pack of cigarettes or something. He was smoking back then. Smash cut to Ming in his hotel room that night, and slathered in every kind of. I, you know, I'm, I'm sliding <laughs> up and down the walls. I'm looking in this gift box, and admittedly, I'm a little disappointed. My friend Irwin comes in, who's a cool dude. He's like, dude, do you do you know what you're holding right there? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, dude, that's awesome stuff right there. And I went back, and I've been hooked ever since. And uh, yeah, so good oh, I thought it was the same stuff. <laughs> like twenty years old, these these <laughs> unguent ointments. Yeah, I, I, do have, I do have to advise Cured. you. We put uh, an expiration date on. Them, I know. So, okay. No, right. no, I don't still have that, but I've been I've been using the stuff ever since. Uh, the apothecaries are in airports now. Uh, there's one in Dallas that I always stop by, and uh, mm -hmm. it's um it's amazing stuff, my friends. Well, I've got I, a little yeah. news for you. Yeah, uh, Keels related. I can tell you. Probably shouldn't tell you, but there's probably very little crossover between the Point Blank audience and uh, my L'Oreal corporate overlords. Yes. So the latest Keel's Apothecary will be coming to the Grove, Shrewsbury, New Jersey. No. Yes, sir. Holy right crap. up the road it makes, from us I've right been here. waiting for this for a while. It's literally on the same street that we're on right now. That's here. amazing. Okay. Opening, opening night. Maybe yeah. We'll so uh, so we will podcast from there. All right. Uh, I had heard this wild rumor, too. I don't know if you can back this up, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scent is essentially important. Yes. Boom. George Seti. Uh, Bam. Go ahead. I had a rumor that if you were in, you know, if you were in in the movies or a TV or an actor and actress, that the Keels would give you a sixty percent discount on products. I know. I, that's what I heard. There's a one. There's a one hundred percent discount if you belong to. Um, 
Uh, uh, what's the gym? Um, drawing a blank now. It's two hundred dollars a month. We have it in the city. Uh, begins with an E. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. Equinox. 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 All Kiehl's products. Oh really? Are, are so you room. just like you can use yeah. as much bring as you a bag and you just I mean, like dumping it. It would in probably there. be in poor taste, but you can eat, they're there for free. Uh, There's a six hundred percent discount if you go in there with the gun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And actually, Ming, now you're going to be kicking yourself in the head. Why is that? I called you yesterday afternoon. Yes, I know I could have stopped by, but I couldn't stop I by. I saw that you were next door at the toy fair I at was. the Javits Center. I, I would have come by, absolutely. I said come by, and we could have went to the company store, wow. where currently the prices are 100% discount. Wow. Everything's free. That's insane. So it's, it's like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. Everything's free. But anyway. I had to rush back and teach a class, unfortunately. I also, first, I also but... know from the past that you leave yourself approximately eight minutes to run from the Javits Center <laughs> We've to done it before. We've so. done it, yeah. Anyways, uh, Mo, good pick. Good pick, Mo. Uh, uh, let's, Made in the USA. Let's 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 get Rain a point blank pick from our guest here. All right, Jermaine, a point blank pick. Anything that you wanted to recommend? Um, I would definitely can't be Lego Masters. Go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> I would definitely recommend this uh, custom pizza spot in oh. uh, North Hollywood called Mod Pizza. It's Whoa, right off of Lincolnshire. And they have the best pizza. Like it's wow. insane. Like it's like maybe in L.A. In L.A. I w- I, and I'm almost in, sacrilegious to yeah. say not yeah, New York. You're, you're, you're from the Bronx. I feel correct? like I'm a bit of a pizza aficionado. But <laughs> mod I mean, pizza. I, I, I've eaten this pizza been there. at least once a week the whole time that I was there. Oh, okay, because you were there for the show. All right, yeah. Mo backing you up. But what would you, you say, Mo? I've been there. It's pretty good. Yeah, Mod Pizza is awesome. And yeah. I see that they're bringing a couple of those, you know, similar type of pizza shops to the Bronx now. So, I'm oh, is of, it a chain? Is that what it is? Or well, I don't think. It, I mean, I think there are like a few of them out there, but a, a, a lot of pizza mm-hmm. companies are picking up on this, like customize your yes. own personal pizza. Oh, okay. And, well, Kramer was right. Like, you roll the dough. You put on the toppings. Yeah. Right. You can't have people putting their hands in hot ovens. <laughs> oh. It's all supervised. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, all right. Nice. And what kind of pie did you do when you're out there? You had custom. What'd you do? Oh, I, I put everything on there. Everything. Cucumbers? Um, no, not <laughs> Maybe not everything. <laughs> Anything that once it's heated up, it creates grease. That's what I put on the pizza. Oh, all right, good deal. <laughs> all right, so empanadas. Okay, got it. All right. Todd, your point blank pick. I'm going to go a little bit more intellectual than I normally do. I'm going to throw out a book here, and I brought it. I brought it to the studio. Uh, this was a recommendation of a guy that I work with named Oscar Oscar Umans. Shout out to Oscar. He is a uh, he's he's Dutch, and he he pushed this on me. And I thought it was just his homerism trying to say, you know, look, the Dutch are the center of the universe. But uh, it was a fantastic book. I just finished it about a week ago. Oh. This is called The Island at the Center of the World, and this is the the story of the original. Um, community that was founded in Dutch Manhattan, Manhattan, I think they called it. Um, And it's basically telling the story, the the untold and and sort of glossed over story of the influence that the original Dutch settlers in uh, what became New York City, the influence that they had on the development of that city and of America as a whole, even as, you know, when 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 they came and get dominated by the English, uh, that that part of our history got kind of wiped out and and uh, they just kind of got assimilated. But the tolerance, the um, acceptance of mm-hmm. multiculturalism and the the freedom to kind of just for everyone to do their thing that was originally uh, sort of fostered in Amsterdam and then brought over to New Amsterdam. 
um, was, was sort of flourished in the, this uh, new colony of uh, of New Amsterdam in uh, what became Manhattan. And this is the the story of uh, how that all came to pass. And, and, and the author again on, is the author. This is by Russell Shorto. And what oh, yeah. what's fascinating about this is this it it basically is is told by uh, the unearthing of about ten thousand pages of uh, of. Dutch documents that were that were uncovered that had been, um, you know, survived over the course of hundreds of years in various lockboxes and ships and this that and the other. It was discovered literally in the seventies. Just heard Daryl Hammond as Al Gore saying lockbox, <laughs> but go ahead. All right, uh, discovered in in well over the course of like the fifties and sixties, and then ultimately in in the seventies, this guy named Charles Gehring who has a doctorate in. Um, sort of ancient uh, languages and this, that, and the other um, was able to to come out and and these all reside in in uh, Albany, and he's has a corner in the sort of State Department in, in Albany where he goes. He's going through ten thousand pages of documents, translating this like nearly indecipherable old Dutch script that that is looks like a combination of Arabic and Old English and whatever. It's not even anything related to current uh, Dutch. This guy has an expertise in the area, and he spent literally the past past 45 years translating these documents of court reports and uh, different filings of papers and whatnot to craft the story of what, uh, what went I down with this. Can I ask you a question? I don't know settlement. if it's revealed in the book. Uh, he's obviously an expert in this ancient extinct Dutch language uh, that they no longer write or speak in. Does anyone else speak it? And the reason I ask is, is it conceivable he made everything up? <laughs> if, if if nobody else knows, it's funny you say that. There actually have been over the course of of recent history several instances, and they they, they kind of document this. He to answer your question, no, he's been able to, to cross okay. reference okay. and support that. But there have been a couple of printed histories of that time that have based that he's come and, and been able to prove out as like no, none of this actually makes sense. This guy was did a terrible translation, and so the the history of all of that. You also got a, a lot of you know fantastic characters from the day, from Henry Hudson. Uh, Peter Stuyvesant, like kind of bringing all that, to, and you, and over the course of it, you learn the influence that the Dutch had on various parts of our language, street names uh, in Manhattan. You know, as native New Yorkers, it's it's great kind of discovering uh, mm -hmm. all yep. of that. Uh, Broadway, for example, was the was a trail that went through uh, the colony up into the north that the Indians used, and it was the widest kind of trail that they had kind of used back and forth as they were doing uh, beaver trading with the with the colonies. Which, and which is why it doesn't adhere to the grid pattern. That's okay. exactly. Right. I want to read very, very quickly. I just oh. want to read two quick passages in here that, oh, just that I think you okay. just two. Well, these are these are some of my favorite. This Which was, one's the honorable mention? This is uh, just kind of semi-fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> these are my two honorable mentions. So this is this is a uh, there's a note in here about uh, something to do with tulips in in Holland, and there's this is a footnote actually that I'm reading. This is talking about tulip mania um, back in in you know the the Dutch oh, frenzy of when this all yeah. this all went out. So tulip mania reached its height just as the uh, blah, 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 the year, the year before. So this is, what year are we talking about here? This is probably six. You know, doesn't matter. The year, the in exchange, in exchange for a single tulip bulb. So this was before tulip mania took over Holland. A single tulip bulb yielded four oxen, eight pigs, twelve sheep, one hundred sixty bushels of wheat, three hundred twenty bushels of rye, four casks of butter, a thousand pounds of cheese, two ox heads of wine, a silver pitcher, and a bed. The province of Holland was forced to pass laws to end speculation before it ruined the economy. So you can get all that for uh, for a single tulip. 
Wow, wow I'm telling you. Fact. It gives me something to add to my, uh, if I can time travel this, what I would do. There you they go. didn't so crap go around. Back with a few, uh, I'll, read you, I'll read you very quickly one other one. This was okay. So I, a lot of this history was, was crafted from court records of the day. So this is one where you're talking about a, a Pierre Malenfant, um, 35 oh years of, of, of age, declares that yesterday evening about 9 o'clock as it was getting dark, he came from a farm in company of Paulus Hyman with his wife carrying his child in his arm and uh, encountered a sentry named Andres Tumelin who called out, who goes there? He answered, a friend. Paulus Hyman says, good evening, Mr. Nobleman, to which the sentry replied, what do you want, merchant? Hyman retorted, lick my ass. At this, the Frenchman and the sentry fell on one another with swords. He was stabbed through the arm and thigh and came limping into court, seeking compensation. So there you go. That's something you'll learn in the island at the center of the world. And how did it come out? I mean, what was the translation for Lick My Ass? Lick My Ass, they don't. In Dutch. Yeah. I would love to hear that. (laughs) We'll have to go up to Albany. Did he actually say eat my shorts? We don't know. We'll see if we can get Herb to to trek over to Albany and talk to Charles Gary. Yeah, Herb, we're going to send you on a mission, buddy. All right, Michael. All right. Your point blank pick. So this weekend was a, a very odd weekend for, for uh, me. I had a, It was a rare weekend off uh, ahead of the huge uh, move that we're undertaking this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the lovely Julie and I, uh, she, she goes to um, a sauna. For, she has chronic pain in her neck and her back. Okay. And uh, the only thing that touches it is like moist heat, like like a sauna is the only thing that can like snap her out of it. Okay. Um, that and if they have would you, have get, you tried smoothing? I have tried smoothing. Uh, okay. Smoothing, it's it's a temporary fix at best. So we're we're actually looking for a you know like a sauna. We sure. we want to get like an uh, in-home sauna. In-home sauna. An in-home sauna. Yeah. In-home. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So she goes to the gym, but my wife it, is into that as well. So I'm curious to hear your exploration of this. So uh, she goes to uh, our gym and she uses their sauna, but it's it's the uh, the stone, the, the heated stone. Oh, right, okay. Right. And she was Ooh. wondering about infrared. So we were going to go uh, spa shopping and nobody has a, a showroom around here. I mean, it's ridiculous, but there are no showrooms for saunas around sure. here. So, uh, and she doesn't know if it would benefit her. So, we ended up at a place called the Breathing Rooms in Shrewsbury, uh, Shrewsbury, the, New the, Jersey. The okay. Breathing Stones. Rooms. Stones. The Breathing Rooms. Breathing Rooms. Okay. And it's a stone throw away from here. It's not like the Wonder Spa. It's the Breathing Rooms. Well, nothing's like the Wonder <laughs> Spa. <laughs> yeah, by court order, Ming. Nothing's like uh, the Wonder Spa. So we uh, we went there and. She, we we booked sauna time to see if this would be therapeutic for her, which turns out that it is. That's that's the okay. uh, excellent. But also, we went to this. Uh, we went to the Himalayan salt room. Okay. Ooh, I've seen that. And it was just it, the two of you. It was the two of us. But no, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't sexy time in the Himalayan salt room, okay. unfortunately. But it, you go in there and you breathe in the salt, and the there are. You know, four walls, three of them are salt block. Wow. And you've got salt coming in. The, the floor. Wow, the floor looks like sand, but it's not sand. It's no, salt. No, it's salt. It's cool. And it is amazing. And you, we went in there for 45 minutes. And it was like, I, they, they call it a reset. I wouldn't say that, but it was so deeply relaxing. And just breathing that in and like melting away all stress and tension Excellent. worked like a charm. Excellent. And not only do they have that, they also have the um, the immersion baths, 
Like yeah, the, the float alternate tanks. Of yeah. course, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like the Homer one when they got repossessed. Just, yes. And he right went in Shrewsbury? This right here in Shrewsbury. Six, seven, eight, I've never it heard was of this. amazing. Wow. Breathing room. I would recommend this to you. Can take we, the lovely Suzanne. Well, so you take the yeah, words that are room, yes. man. Look, Look at, at that. Here, let me, uh, if the lovely count. Suzanne weren't watching right now, which I know she is, she's never missed a minute of an episode of Point Blank. I don't know why, but in any event, if 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 she weren't watching, I would be able to use this, this pick yeah. to surprise her with something. Uh, so, spoiler Still alert, can. Sue, there's no surprise, but we got a new place to go. It is amazing. Awesome. Uh, and I wholeheartedly... Recommend if you get a chance to, and I'm thinking to myself, where the hell can I put that infrared sauna? Yeah. Yes, there you go, and it's beautiful. It is that's it goes up to 158. I tapped out at 135. Um, but my and my wife, <laughs> he started crying. Like, let me out. No, no, no. I because it's a two person and sure. You know, when they say two, like a two person tent, no, yeah, it's, it's one cozy. person. Yeah. yeah. So um, I I just got out. And I'm like. I'm perfectly fine. You right. get the benefit from it. I went outside. I had my uh, drink of water. It was great. Right. Had awesome. a smoke. Reverse. That is great. Yeah, I had a big thing of salt lake in one hand, a cigar in the other. <laughs> Here's a That's great. great pick, Mike. Here's my pick. Um, it's actually a restaurant. Oh. Okay. Um, and Ming, what I'll ask is... Even though it's not our social media follow of the week, sure. but let's bring up their Instagram anyway because I think for restaurants, that's probably the best way to see their food. Sure. And uh, it's, what, what, it's called Bin Five, so B I N the number five. Um, that, Bin right five there, NYC go. got yeah, it. So, so Bin Five is uh, is owned and operated by my friend Ooh. Danny Ippolito, and um, as his verbiage says right there. It's uh, been noted by the New York Times over and over again as the absolute best restaurant in Staten Island. One of the reviewers even said, finally, a reason to take the ferry over. Uh, they are in the Michelin <laughs> Guide. He is just a gifted, gifted wow, palate. Wow, look at this. Um, oh, it says Garganelli. You had me at Garganelli. <laughs> he, uh, as you can see in the top left Beautiful. there, he actually handwrites and rewrites the menu every week. Uh, with Amazing. whatever the freshest ingredients. In addition to being a chef, he is a, a certified sommelier. His palate is great for the wines. Um, now, more recently, uh, the lovely Suzanne and I, along with her parents, were able to get out there to celebrate my father-in-law Mike's birthday. And um, and uh, a lovely man, by the way. He's, he's a super nice guy. That's right. You guys got to meet him at yeah. the launch party. And. They uh, they recently brought uh, I mean I'm not doing oh this for God. this reason but they brought Ross Brewing in as well so uh, you can get your Navasig IPA and Shrewsbury Lager there it is in Staten Island but it's right under the Varazano Bridge so um, oh so that for, fiddlehead cell looks amazing so for those like in Brooklyn this is probably closer than many places in Staten Island but um, it's just an incredible incredible menu. I, I just remember when we set out that evening from where we are in New Jersey, I said, okay, now we've got to drive up to Staten Island, the Outer Bridge, drive through Staten Island to get essentially to Brooklyn. And you're, you're wondering, like, is it worth it to drive? And in retrospect, I'm just thinking, how soon can I get back there? How soon can I get back there? Because the menu does change all the time. There's so many amazing things. And what you're not even seeing up there are the desserts. Forget about the desserts. It's just great. So bin five. You're getting you're getting a shout out support from George Setti. I've been excellent. Great for foodies. So Wow, George, is that the first time he agreed with us George tonight on coming, anything? Chum coming at you with the uh with the thumbs up on that reco. 
I, I thought he just said that he's been excellent. <laughs> I'm like, all right, good for you, George. <laughs> by, by the way, I, w- I will mention this just because I see there's a, a lot of things coming uh, coming through the comments here. Uh, lovely Suzanne, she actually recommended the Tom Papa uh, comedy special on Netflix as her point blank pick. That it wasn't sure she got a vote, but I guess she does. And you're uh, and uh, she says if you're over 40 and you have kids, she goes, believe me, this thing's going to really resonate with you. I know Tom Papa actually became a little bit of buddies with him uh, from uh, from an event he did at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, he was recording a podcast live that night, so on the break, him and I spoke a little bit about him coming out here. He is partial to. Uh, to, to New Jersey and uh, we'll see if we can make that happen believe it or not I mean now that he has a Netflix special I don't know but when he finds out Jermaine came from Lego Masters then he may be back in play so <laughs> things you never know alright so anyway that's our point blank picks Todd talk a little bit about the second beer we're drinking here so this is um, this is from New York uh, like several of us here this is from Brooklyn New York this is Grimm's Passion Fruit Rebus a f- fodder f- uh, fodder Sure. Fooder. Fooder. I had it. Uh, Fooder fermented sour ale with passion fruit. 5.7% uh, ABV. Is this what the Grim Brothers Brewery? So oh, it's Grim Brewery. Uh, it's it's Grim Artisanal Ales. Okay. So and they're not brothers. It is a husband and wife, Joe and Lauren Grimm. They're both brewers. Oh, got it. And. Um, and they were actually gypsy brewers for a number of years, four or five years. They had no brewery, uh, which you know we can empathize with bigly. And then, uh, and then now their space, in addition to turning out amazing sours, they uh, they they just got voted, I think, by Thrillist or um, or one of the others as like the number one brewery you need to visit because it's just so amazing. And, and we were there, uh, we were there. a couple months back, and that's, that's right. probably when I picked this up. Yeah, and Mike, uh, I think you'll appreciate the label on that one. If you want to just take a second to digest and decipher, is it? Oh, is it a pictogram or a, whatever they call a it? Rebus. it a, a rebus. A rebus. Yes. What was the show oh, when yeah. we were kids? The game show. That that. The, that was concentration. Thank you. Passion fruit. Passion very fruit. Nice. Very nice. Ah. Passion. Root. Here, me root. There, you go. there you go. Well, uh, listen, and I just want to say one thing to Stuart Greenberg. Oh, what's Stuart? I love you, buddy, but um, you're so full of crap. He's what like, would he say? He said, "Welcome to the um, the holistic placebo spa." I'm like, oh. Oh. you know, wait, yeah, boo, Stu, boo. boo. Sometimes you can be too smart for your own good. We have hashtag new Stu, but this yeah, sounds like hashtag go. boo Stu. Okay, whoa, whoa. I don't know. You're um, yeah, I gotta say, you're probably the biggest skeptic that I know. Yeah, one of one of the biggest skeptics, and um, yeah, I don't fall for. I, uh, um, yeah, I didn't see you get angry once yet this week, so it's I think it's working. I know it's. Amazing. I haven't seen you like get red. But have we given now. him enough reason? Okay. Well, no, no, they, but, uh, yeah, we'll, not we'll, this we'll, week. we'll put that to the mm. test. All right, now let's. Well, you and Rob Bruce trapped in a salt salt lick like salt lick room. We'll see if it works. We'll see what happens. Wow. We'll see what happens then. All right, we're we're at a There's t- no placebo at the Wonder Spa. We've got <laughs> or down the hall with Don. But anyway, um, we're at a tipping point here, Jermaine. I'm going to let you help us make a call. Okay. Yes. We were going to introduce a new segment this this episode. Okay, called the Moly Wed Game. <laughs> are we are we thinking that the amount of time required to do that it's just not going to work? Yeah, we, I mean, we know our fans are clamoring for it. I'd say we hold off. We okay. do it. We, we do it the next. Okay, day. all right. Out of, out of respect, we can't keep you here all night. A commercial, yeah. if you will. Um, but believe me, it is something you want to wait for and uh, and see next and episode. Play along at home. Uh, yeah, it, it will be an interactive event. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to bring it home, guys. 
and it's going to be our parting shots. Anything you want to talk about, promote, get off your chest. If you want to rant, uh, Mike, sounds like you're at peace, so you're not ranting yeah, this week. I'm, there uh, is no ranting. No, my uh, salt room, man. I know. Uh, this is a miracle, man. It's literally anything you want to talk about, anything at all, parting shots. Uh, we're going to give it to our guest first, Jermaine, a.k.a. BX Bricks. He's on Lego Masters, uh, uh, hopefully still after tonight. We don't know. And, <laughs> and so your parting shot, anything you want to talk about. All right, so I mean, definitely, yes, do check me out on Lego Masters, After the Mass Singer, on Fox, wherever you might be watching that, and it's on Hulu the day after. Um, if you want to check out any of my awesome creations, you could go by BricksMediaStudios.com or look up BX Bricks on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. I'm, I'm everywhere. Bricks Media, uh, the website? Oh, BricksMediaStudios.com. And a B-R-I-X or B-R-I-C-S? B-R-I-X. All right. Oh, yes. Making sure. Nice. And, and, you can, and as we said earlier... If you're really into those designs, these transformable designs, like we see right here, we've got yeah. Tailgate and Thundercracker. You can people can buy the instructions to make those on that site. Yes, um, I have instructions for pretty much I think over 200 transformers wow. now, and wow. um, other things like a life-size Ant-Man helmet and uh, Transformers checker set and all sorts of stuff. Wow! Did I see you in a Black Panther mask? You did, you did. All I right. wanted to bring it, but uh, it got kind of banged up when I went on the Good Day New York. So uh, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> no. Okay, we got some name dropping, but that's all right. All right. Uh, and um, so many of us have been in that position. Things get banged up going on Good Day New York. <laughs> Are any of them triple changers? Yes, I do actually have a Blitzwing and Astro Train. I'm oh working on Astro Train and Octane right now. All right. Nice. Springer, nice. okay, the breakout hero of the aforementioned movie that we just saw there. Yes. Pretty nice, man. All right. Thank so you. Thank you. we got the site, we got the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook. Yes. And of course, Wednesday nights on Fox, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yeah. Right after a pretty good lead in, number one show right now is The Mass Singer. Yeah. So these guys used to follow a number one show too, right? Yeah. So Bingo. that's awesome. good, man. Didn't. Didn't keep us from getting canceled. Though. Come on, come on. Yeah. Hey, hey, we got seven, we got seven great seasons. Can't, can't come on. Can't I'm, I'm just saying. Good yeah, run. I'm not. You don't hear me bitching about it. Uh, right, because of the the salt room. The salt room yes. worked a miracle. Ah, okay. Nice. I do believe there will be a second season of Lego Masters. Is, Good it, deal. Wait, is that your helmet right there? Yeah. It is. Look at that. That is amazing. Lego Black Panther helmet. Is it made of vibranium Legos? Yes, vibranium Legos. So <laughs> if I get smacked, it absorbs, it absorbs the, the energy. Yeah. Did you actually cut off someone's head and put it on a <laughs> like on a table and then just then do build Legos around, around it? it? It was like a, a like a styrofoam man following me, and uh, he got a little too close. I don't so. blame you. I, I would have cut off it's his head. It. Too. He didn't protect yeah. his neck. All right. <laughs> Your parting shot. Yeah, I just want to give it. I want to give a shout out to to Mother Nature. I had it was sixty degrees in and sunny in Chicago on Sunday, and my wife tells me that we're expecting two feet of snow over the course of the next two days. I was convinced my flight was going to be canceled. That did not happen, so I was able to come here because I was super excited to be in studio and in person with this man. As I've said already, my kids crazy excited. They're all cheering for you and Mel, and uh, I'm really happy that I was able to come and, and and check out what you've got going on and talk to you. So I just wanted to give a shout out and say thanks. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Mo, we'll throw it out to you. Your parting shot, my friend. All right. I just wanted to tell Robert Patson that my cousin Adam hates his Batman suit. (laughs) uh, The new one. Okay. Very adversely. 
I am excited about Sony uh, coming out with a new Doc Savage TV series. So I'm looking forward to that. That's breaking news right there. All right. Yeah. Um, I also would like to see uh, Sony pull back on Spider-Man eventually. I think they have a plan to pull him out of Disney. Um, So, you know, I don't like the direction that. Why are you wishing for that? Seriously, what's going on? Come on. You need a salt room, buddy? (laughs) <laughs> no, listen. If they're if they're going if they're going to uh, make Captain Marvel one of the leads, uh, I think Spider Man uh, should be out of the MCU. He, he'll he'll do well on okay, his we own. Got, we got official shots fired here yeah. between Mo and all He's feminists everywhere. In, in part right, shots. Number four, <laughs> number four, Fantastic Four. What? Uh, coming out with John Krasinski. Let's skip the origin story. We all know it, and let's hold off on on showing Doctor Doom. Uh, let's, I let's couldn't get a agree little, with you more. Uh, I'm, now we're right? aligned, buddy. I'm aligned with you right there. Perfect. All right. And number five, uh, maybe maybe it was a lack of oxygen in the uh, in the plane, but I watched Green Lantern uh, on the way back huh. to L.A. I was wow. like, not so bad. Wow. Okay. I don't know if it's worth a rewatch. <laughs> was it, was it a cartoon? It you didn't make it your point blank pick, so yeah. you clearly didn't like it that much. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. It was entertaining. Listen, we're going to have a. Jermaine, uh, really, really nice uh, podcasting. Good luck to you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mike, your parting shot. Uh, Jermaine, thanks for being here. Yeah. I, I, too, am rooting for you and, and Mel. Um, and I want to thank everybody who came down to Ming and my... Actually, it's, it was mostly Ming's uh, karaoke party. You know, I, I roll up my, my tent at around 10.30... And it was 10.02 uh, but It was 10.02 was, <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, I was out, trying to be A half an I, hour cooler I loved it I was like Can he stay, ba- stay out past 10 And he did it 10.02 I did 10.02 10 nice, So uh, But we had a great crowd Down in Asbury Park uh, Proving that we are the You know Asbury Park's Premier podcast Yes Number uh, one studio. For, Definitely First and, and best Thank and, you uh, Thank you thank so you. much And you know It's uh, Hey Let's let's keep going with them. That's it's awesome. Oh yeah, and, uh, I was like, well, this is. Fu-. I thought like fifteen people were going to show up. No, and I think I rough have count forty, maybe fifty at various yeah. times in and out. Actually, no, more than um, we had a, a. I think uh, Jules counted. She counted uh, well because it was an Eventbrite. Oh sure. Yeah, we sure. had a, we had uh, we had, we had forty tickets. Nice. Who was the karaoke system. MVP? Uh, Ming. Well, here it was at ten oh four. Yeah, ten oh. The crew started ten oh four after really Mike left. <laughs> so this was one of those nights. Uh, at Jermaine, we we did this kind of impromptu karaoke party last Saturday, and it was one of those nights where you know someone would request a song and everybody sang it. Yeah. So the, everyone was the star. There was literally everyone, everyone started singing. It wasn't just one person. Very cool. So and then there, yeah, there was various times people were there. They some people wandered off the boardwalk. I didn't know who they were, but they're like podcasting. Hey, I'm going to check this thing out. We had some people who uh, were uh, curious about podcasting. They stopped down because they saw the saw yeah. it on Facebook, and um, yeah, we had one drunk girl wipe out, and we don't know who she is. We don't know if she really existed. Hopefully, she's we don't, okay. Well, or not. not. She, she was a little she, big. She spilled beer. Well, we, we know she's existed from the dents in the cans, but yes, uh, yeah, she spilled John's beer. She spilled Ross Brewing on the floor. Man, this is a crime. God, she was against humanity. With somebody, God. but I didn't know who that someone was either. So that's why I couldn't say who she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're okay. We uh, we ended up uh, karaoke and Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow all and uh, wow, I know it was picture, okay. Picture. Yeah. yeah. Always they didn't okay. actually show up, but it was still, you know, in spirit. In spirit. And Great. should we tease the open mic night? 
I guess I yeah, just I did. Yeah, I think we just, we actually mentioned this before, but since this went so well, we're like, well, we have so many comedians podcasting here. Let's do an open mic night. Oh, so, nice. And it's going to um, be at the Asbury Park Studio. It'll be at the Asbury oh, Park yeah. Studio. Um, I'm looking possibly sometime next week. We're, we we got a big move coming up, so it's pending that. But um, it's going to be usual open mic. Any comic can show up to uh, you know work on their material or do a set. We should do it right out on the boardwalk, right out in front. I would love to. It's going to be very cold still, I believe. Excellent. Yeah, That's even better. Freeze right. their asses off. Yeah, they better be the, good. The twist the twist here, which I've never seen any other open mic do, is we're going to live stream it on Facebook because uh -huh. that's what we do. But we're also going to have uh, uh, sideline reporters interviewing them before they go on. So they get to promote themselves. Right. They get to, you know, my Instagram is this. Ch uh, here's my upcoming schedule. Then uh, we'll cut to their set. And then after we'll... We'll get a post set uh, wrap up. So why'd you if, suck? Why yeah, weren't if, you funny? Yeah, if they if they weren't that great, I'm like, dude, what happened? <laughs> if they were good, well, great. Then we'll oh, back that was there great. But we've all been to open mics. It's the when, when Nick, Nick, Nick Franco's yeah. asking when, when is that going to be? We don't know yet. I, to be determined. TBD. Okay. Looking possibly next week, but yeah, we got this pretty daunting. Give move us coming yeah, give up. us so two weeks. At I want to say either we can have to two weeks from today, um, and uh, we'll look for that. Uh, we'll, we'll, act, we'll obviously tell everybody. Week and a half we'll, from today works. Two weeks from today doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not today. Uh, and, right. Uh, right. Well, two weeks from yesterday, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Stu Greenberg. I said it before. I'll say it again. I love you, buddy. But this ain't a democracy. <laughs> you don't get a vote. <laughs> oh no. I, I'm, oh I'm no. Look, I'm looking at all-star lineup. Uh, perhaps KP Burke, Taylor yeah. Allen, yeah. newest Ed, Ross Ed, employee, KP Burke, Ed Cho, yep. um, Angela yeah. Gentarelli. Uh, I well, we'll uh, get some maybe, people maybe out Chris, there. Chris Covert, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Brian so, O'Hallen. Has been known to do stand up, perhaps. Uh, I is think. that what you call that? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does stand up. Uh, but uh, if you're a comic coming out, if you're a comic that knows other comics, spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. We are going to throw the ultimate stand up comedy night. We could do this. Uh, we could do this till like three o'clock in the morning. It, we're not doing it until three. Mike wouldn't know. He'll be yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. tapping out at we, 10 05. Yeah, yeah I got to deal with angry <laughs> comics, and thanks a lot. But, like, yeah. No, 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 that one I would take a nap in the afternoon for for you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, special guest host Ming Chen, Mike Zapsik. So, nice. Yes. Now, here's what's interesting my parting shot was going to be related to. The party last Saturday in Nashville oh. Park. All right, oh. so now you guys both just talked about it. Yeah. Keep it going for a little bit, but I do see Nick is throwing the lovely Suzanne a little props. He's saying she uh, rocked Kansas. She did dust in the wind. She did. She was uh, backed up by our good friend Hiram Ortiz yes. on that one. Yeah, but um, great job. But um, but what I wanted to talk about, and you just mentioned it, was uh, was new friends being made. Okay, so now uh, I see this fellow there. He came in off the boardwalk um, as he came in. There was there was it wasn't rain that night, so it couldn't have been lightning. But there was a flash of something outside that kind of silhouetted him in the door frame, kind of like you always see in a movie. And so he comes in, he starts talking to people, he's jamming to the music, you know, you know, shouting out backup because a lot of the songs, as you said, wound up being group numbers. And so, you know, he sidles up to us and he says uh, to Sue, he says, "Hi, uh, I'm Steven. It's spelled with a PH. Uh, what's your name?" And she's like, oh, I'm Sue. He's like, oh, Sue. Great. How do you spell that? <laughs> and so we laughed just like you guys did because I've, like, it's got to be a joke or something. But she, he was stone-faced. And she's like, S-U-E. He's like, oh, okay, great. So here's a story. This dude is from New Orleans. 
And he, uh, so you wound up talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I've never been in New Jersey before. Uh, my friend's uh, mother I passed away, so I'm, I'm in town for the funeral. And I said, I want to go out and give myself a nice long cold walk. And I said, oh, a cold walk. Okay, and, and, and that means what? He's like, well, it's when you go out for a walk and it's cold out. Okay. So uh, he's walking, doing his so cold. So he's quite literal. Yeah. Literal. He's doing his cold walk along the world-famous Asbury Park boardwalk. And he sees our party going on. And the, your, your your studio is just situated. I mean, it's just right there. And you got the doors open. You come in off the boardwalk. And... It wasn't as cold, maybe, as uh, as some winter nights probably should be. And um, and so maybe he was disappointed in the coldness of his cold walk. So he comes in, and now he's having this party. So later on in the night, uh, I, I went up to him, and I, we, he hadn't gotten my name. So I said, it's John. And uh, I knew it was coming, so he started to ask. I go, with an H. With an H yeah. And... Uh, and so uh, when we left, he, he just like he's like, "This is great! I just made so many friends." And uh, I, I think we left closer to midnight because we didn't make a quick stop at the windmill on the way back. Nice. And uh, so I think it was like eleven forty-five, and I felt bad because at that time you were running off of the uh, uh, the hotspot from the phone. Oh yeah, which worked great. Thank you for for your for the assist. For but sure. you were able to keep it going somehow. Yeah, the, the internet came back. So yeah. All right. Good. Let's Listen, you had a great crew there. Obviously, Nick Franco was there. Uh, we had the guys from Hang On To Your Shorts. We had the guys from uh, 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 Comics on Cannabis. Uh, you know, you had a bunch of other people. Uh, good time. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for throwing that event. No, Absolutely. And do we do we have an end date? Do we know how much longer we're going to have that studio going? Or uh, I'm going to inquire tomorrow whether we have to be out by Saturday or not, which I have a feeling that we don't. We, we have another Because we'll if you month. are going to be out by Saturday, <laughs> then I don't think you're going to be able to do that stand-up in two weeks. No, but I... Uh, I, 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 yeah, but I think uh, we it's looking like we'll be there at least through March, if not longer. All right. Well, listen, thank you, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all our fans. Uh, Jermaine, thank you for coming down. Yeah, thanks Seriously. for having me. Thank I mean, you. you guys uh, thank you. Seriously. Super awesome. You got, you got fans where you don't even know you have fans, man. You got fans all over the country. And uh, it's just really, really great, special. These things you come up with in your head are just amazing. I mean, the fact that they're Transformers also, of course, yeah, I'm going to geek out about it. But um, <laughs> it's just great. And it's great, you know, to see you doing these other, you know, way outside the box, you know, on uh, on Lego Masters, right? So. Yeah. That Robbie the Rocktopus, we referenced it a few times. For those who haven't seen it, this is not a spoiler, uh, kind of. But um, but you know, you know, they they gave Will Arnett the uh, the chainsaw or, or the sawzall, and he cuts all these items in half, right? And so yeah. now you guys got half of a guitar. Yes. And so they're like, okay, do we just build the other half of the guitar and Legos? No, no, no. They said, expand it. You know, give a story, build on it, and and just real quick, your own words. You know, what'd you do there? Um, so, I mean, we, we decided to go with the guitar as soon as they unveiled the, the items because I have like a background in just music and, you know, I've okay. you know, done pro, uh, music production and rapping for most of my life. Um, so I resonated with that object. So we was like, all right, well, we're going to have we're going to have an octopus, you know, just come out of the guitar and then all of his tentacles are each playing like a different instrument. So, I mean, that, that was 
it all just kind of like you know spoke and Robbie the Rock to push the, the one man band. Yes, and you look at the band. final product; it was enormous. And you think, okay, well, you had the guitar. Did they also give you the drum and the thing? Like, no, you made all that. Made all of it. Made all of it. Microphone stand, yeah. Yeah, we had a little uh, electric eel drumsticks also. <laughs> oh, see, that's a detail I didn't get. I'm gonna have to go back and check, check on that. I didn't out. see that. Yeah. HD TV, man. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I <laughs> uh, see here. I'm on my standard def 13 inch black and white. See, that's I'm not getting it all. So listen, thank you for coming out. Thank you, thank you uh, our fans, viewers, listeners for tuning in. Uh, if uh, if you're not watching this or listening to this live, if you're getting it on streaming or download, I mean, you picked it up on our SoundCloud or uh, one of the other streaming platforms. Uh, thank you for for that. And uh, all I can say at this point is, uh, Bruce, you ready to take us out of here? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Or Ming. Yes. Or Ming. Or Ming. Ming. Bruce. <laughs> hey, Mo, be cool, man. Later. <laughs>